0: Okay. How you doing, everybody? And welcome to the John Riley Project. This is episode number 50, the big five zero. And I am so pleased to have here as my guest, a local Poway resident, I guess we can say a Powayian, um <laughs> community activist, Chris Olps. How
1: are you? I'm doing well. I mean, thanks for having me. It's been uh I've seen a number of your episodes, so I guess this is uh maybe a long time coming, or may- maybe not. I don't know. It's, it's definitely a, a great opportunity, I think. Wonderful, yeah, because um, you know we've seen you out at City
0: Hall, and you're busy in the community.
1: And I thought, well, you'd be a great guest here on the on the program. Yeah, and you know it, it was it was definitely great meeting up with you and getting to a point where we could uh, meet and discuss things. So Good. you know, I, I think uh, maybe a big thing that we should probably address first is, uh, the recent events with the, the Poway Chabad shooting. Yes. And, um, you know, I, I'm not one that wants to put any sort of spotlight on uh, bad activity. I'm not one that wants to take things and make it into political talk one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it happened, it's in our community and, um, it's something that I think, oh, hopefully as a community we can overcome and we can really address and get down to the roots of, um, so that we don't see events like that again. And, you know, I, I was at the vigil the night of, um, I saw a lot of the community out there, all right. of the council, the mm-hmm. mayor, mm-hmm. and, um, it was, it was a great atmosphere coming together, but in light of the tragedy that had to bring us together, it's a, uh, it's a sad uh, moment in Poway's history. Yes. Um, so I just wanted to kind of touch on that before, you know, we go too far because it it really, I think, will affect how way down the road into the future. And um, if we don't reflect on those kinds of things and take that moment, then uh, we can lose sight of really where we need to be and where we're going. No
0: doubt. I mean, it's all about community, right?
1: Yes. And yes. Uh, watching
0: out for your neighbor. And, um, yeah, so we it's, it's appropriate to just take a pause moment. Yes. And address it. Mm-hmm. And then we can move on.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully move forward to better things. <laughs> yes. And, you know, uh, how, we, how we get to where we want to be in the future. So, um, so what have you been up to? I mean, you, you I, like I, said, I've seen you at city hall. Yeah.
0: Um, I know you're active in your children's school and, and, or your child's school. And, um, yeah,
1: what's what's the latest in your world? So um, yeah, it's as you said, active in all those things. So lately, in the last uh, what, three weeks, um, the city's had its budget review committee meetings. So I've been uh, attending those as an observer. I mean, mm-hmm. they're open to the public, so anybody's welcome to join. And I mean, it's a little bit dry, a lot of material. Um, but I was I, on that committee a long time ago, uh, so I was as well. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> it's a lot of a lot of data. <laughs> it is a lot of data, but it's also good as far as you know. If you really are concerned with how our city is doing, where we're going, um, how much money we have, whatever that concern if we're spending our money well, what we're spending our money on um, it's It's definitely worthwhile to you know go and see those kinds of things. And so that, that lately has been a, a decent amount of time. Um, I've been doing site council for Garden Road, like you said, that's mm-hmm. where my son goes to school. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also the district representative. So Garden Road's district representative to Powa Unified. So those meetings um, are hopefully wrapping up. I think the last one's in June. Right. Um, and then uh, city council meetings, although, you know, I miss some here and there. I've Got a life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> so I, I, I do what I what I can try to go to the ones that have uh things that need to be talked about or that I feel need to be talked about. I mean, maybe they don't need to be talked about, but you know, I, I wanna make sure that there's some community representation. If I hear something from the community, um if I think of something and I say it and other people are like, Yes, yes, I think that it needs to be said at a council meeting right. more than just um, you know, in passing and then let go. So right. Well, it's cetera. great that you actually – I mean, so few people in town make it their business to attend
0: those city council meetings. Oh, yes. You know, there's kind of a loyal group of, uh, of, of I guess, fans or <laughs> loyal opposition or whatever you like mm-hmm. to call different groups of people that attend. And, um, you know, tip of the hat to you. That, mm-hmm. that's, uh, that takes a lot of time, a lot of
1: effort, um, a commitment. I mm-hmm. mean, you care about what's going on in the city. Yes. And that – it really goes back to where I, you know – where I come from, um, I was born in Southern California, so mm-hmm. I'm from San Diego. Uh, I was born uh, in La Mesa, actually. I'm adopted, so uh, didn't go very far from where I was adopted. Right. My uh, my grandpa from when I was adopted, my grandpa is actually still in the same house from uh, where they were when I was born, and all of that stuff. Nice. So I found you know found out a lot of interesting things about my adoptive family and. Well, you know, I have half siblings and things like that. It's it's a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? So it, it, that was recent finds. But it's uh, it's as far as where I'm from, I'm definitely a Southern Californian. Um, that was in 83 being born, going up to 89, all Southern California. Technically, we lived in Scripps Ranch. Um, and that's, you know neighbors to Poway. Well, yeah, right, yeah, right next door. <laughs> Just up right. the street. Yeah. So um, so very close. And then uh, we had a little hiatus. Parents took jobs in uh, Northern California. Mm-hmm. So we went up there. We decided it was a good time. You know, 1989, big earthquake in uh, San Francisco. Oh. So we were we were there for that, <laughs> which was another wonderful thing to experience. Right. Um, so, you know, as far as events go, you mm-hmm. being around for all these events and happening to be that, you know, in that time, in that place. Crazy for us in our house, some mild shaking, but you know, seeing freeways collapse. My dad's on the freeway at that time, driving home from work and things like that. It Where was, did you live in the Bay Area? So we lived uh, in Danville, actually. So oh, yeah, he commuted in and then out. But well, that eight eighty is what collapsed like a pancake. Exactly. What does he? Would he have taken that stretch of freeway? I. I for him I think he was past that point. Um, but he he said for him it was just a little wobble on the freeway, he was wondering if there was something wrong with the car, yeah. and then continued on and was home. So but for us it was crazy. You know, we were wondering with all I mean, that yeah, was yeah. what at six, so not as crazy for right. <laughs> right, I me. Mean? Right. But the the you could tell atmosphere wise, you know, that as as a kid you learn you know, this isn't a good thing. Yeah. And, you know, maybe we need to be worried more, you know. So lots of Lots of excitement, I guess, as a kid with that, Um, and then moving back down to here, um, we moved into Poway. You know, we rented a place off of Jefferson. So right, it's off of uh, Twin Peaks, actually, off of community in Twin Peaks, up in that community over there. Um, And then our final home, uh, where I essentially grew up, if you will, was uh, in the Grove. So right on, yeah. So deep roots here. Yes, yes. I've been, I've been here. I'd, I'd say almost my whole life, because all of the the big things that I can really you know attach to childhood memories are here. I mean, except for an earthquake. <laughs>
0: right. So that's why you're so passionate about what happens in the city, and why you're yes. at the council meetings. It's
1: yes, I mean it's is in your DNA. Probably. Yes, it, it, it's. Well, I think what shaped me. I mean, a lot of things I've done have helped shape me, but the community that I grew up in is a huge uh, part of that right um you know riding my bike to lake Poway from my parents house walking to school from you know my parents house because we're across the street um baseball um at twin peaks tierra bonita all of those things kind of shaped me uh the the place where i learned to swim um to Arbolitos, where my son's I'm now learning to swim. Oh, wonderful. Um, so, you know, all of those things. My picture's on a the wall there, which is. It is? Yes. Oh, yeah, nice. We, we like, saw it the other day when we were there. It's it was, like the Hall of Fame or you know, something? No, 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 it's just the team <laughs> back in the, back in, I don't know which year, the 90s, but yeah. Right. So, so, you know, all of those things kind of helped bring me to the point that I am now. And, you know. Giving back has always kind of been something that I've been interested in. Uh, when I was in high school, I did uh, a whole lot of things. Uh, wrestling for a little bit, um, swim, water polo. Um, and as part of that, you know, being a pretty decent swimmer, I'd say, I did lifeguarding for Poway High School. So, you know... Giving back as far as helping the community, I was a lifeguard at Poway High School for I think two summers before uh, you know moving on into college, and uh, went to Palomar, so not very far away, yeah. and and then um, I eventually joined the Navy. So. Well, that, oh, that's a sweet gig for a teenager to oh, be a lifeguard. It was it was definitely a great time. I, I mean, Everybody that was a lifeguard, we, we knew what events were going to be going on. Half the time it was events that we would have maybe participated in or we are. We're in the pool yeah. or somebody's you know, one of us is out because, you know, have to be as far as the rules go. But, you know, it's things that we know are going on or we're already a part of. So the other lifeguards are people we know events, or it's a swim team, or the water polo team, so we know all of yeah. the, the people. So you know, it was definitely a, a lot of fun and and a great experience overall. I mean, CPR training—I've, um, I mean, I'm not current right now. I'm probably a year or two out of currency. Yeah. But as far as maintaining that goes. I've had that since high school. Right. Uh, so I'd say I'm probably able to give CPR, but, you know, certification-wise, I, I should probably get it renewed. How often do you have to <laughs> recertify for that? I believe it's three years on wow. that. Every yeah. three years. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. So, um, but, but if the standard changes, which it's gone through some changes over the, mm-hmm. the number of years, it, then, you know, it's good to kind of stay with what, what's changed. It's, right. Whether it's the, um, you know, they, they – Give songs that are a good example of maintaining the beat, or whether it's you know the the number of breast compressions, or whether you're just going for a number of compressions. There's a lot of studying that's gone into that that we, you know, because I've gone to it so many times. You get that background, and it's uh, you know the breathing almost isn't as important as important as maintaining the heartbeat. You know, because you can hold your breath for a significant period of time. So maintaining breath count where the, that was the huge focus before it was one breath per 10 <laughs> pumps well i mean your heart beats way more than 10 times per needed breath right um so they the focus is make sure you maintain the the, the heartbeat because that's blood going to the brain yeah when you lose that that's that's where you start that's having why. damages so yeah. you know maintain the, yeah. the the rhythm and then breaths um at, at a reasonable interval uh, so right so Yeah, it's uh, you know, little things like that, you know. <laughs> nice. So, um, but yeah, I, I guess we should get to why why we're here other than, you know, I asked and you invited <laughs> me and we've talked about it a few times, yeah, right? Yeah. So. So, um, you know, I I've been involved um in the community for a while. Um moving back here in uh early 2000 or well, late 2012. Um, to actually own a home now in the Garden Road area, so going from growing up here to now being a homeowner here um, it 's been my my goal to kind of have that you know set down roots in a community. Mm-hmm. And have my son and my any other children I might have have the same experience I had growing up, not necessarily in the same community, but conveniently, that's where I've ended up. So um, so I want to make sure that they have those same opportunities or better opportunities than I had growing up and that, you know, we leave for them a better tomorrow than we have today. Right on. That's, you know. It should be anyone's goal, really. Well, yeah, yes. well, yeah. You know, everyone wants the best thing for their child, have a better life than they have. Exactly. So, yeah. so looking at that, you know, the for me, um, I've always been uh, pretty into politics. Um, actually, you, as you probably know, I ran in 2014 um, at, for city council. Um, at that time, it was not. So much to win. I mean, you always hope for yeah. winning, but yeah. you can't say you don't. Um, but it was it, that was more to get a feel for where the city was. You know, a gauge of who was in office, uh, what's going on. Um, you get a lot of information if you run for office. It's yeah. it's you know drinking from the fire hose, like budget review committee. It's <laughs> yeah. a lot of information, right. and um, you you kind of start getting your sense of what Poway is from more than just the. Okay, I live here day to day and everything's wonderful. You get the sense of, okay, where are the problems? Because let's face it, every city, no matter how big or small, has problems. They may not be, you know, catastrophic problems like uh I don't know, Chicago has a lot of crime issues. New York has traffic has uh, its own issues. It, they're not to that level in every city and they're not that easily identifiable, but Every city has its little nooks and crannies where it could be doing better. And, you know, that's really where I think some focus should be to bring it to the next level. So, no, 2014 was that time to learn. Yeah. And uh, uh, one of my big things as far as uh, political activism, as I would call it, is I am strongly opposed to uh, a person running unopposed. Oh well, yeah, of course. So everyone so should be challenged. You, you absolutely, yeah. and and it's not so much that I don't agree with them yeah. or I don't think they're great people. It's the community as a whole loses out on a lot of any opportunities that they could have to ask questions. I mean, yes, you have city council, but if they run unopposed as of the end of uh, I think it's July, uh, the the main uh, signature mm-hmm. for your mm-hmm. uh, your campaign, that's it they're elected then right there's no ballot at that point right so at this at that point you're like oh wait do we do we elect them or they're just there by virtue of not having an opponent and so I I think it it, uh it shortchanges the community right to you know you you want to have that moment of okay did they do what we needed to do do I have questions about things that maybe affect me that I didn't realize were up there you know it gives that community time so that's why I ran the first time I was like oh I'll, I'll see what's going on. I put it in and they're like, Oh, you're the only other name. And I'm like, well now I'm definitely going <laughs> to <Yeah. laughs> do this. And I yeah. you know, kind of waited around and no, I was the only other name for the entire time. I was like, well, all right, I guess this is, this is how it's going to be. I'm going to get involved, get interested. And it was, it was quite a time then that was when, uh, mayor Voss was running for mayor. Right. First time, uh, that was, uh, against Dave Grosh and, uh, John Mullen. They're mm-hmm. the, the two on the, the, I guess you could say the 14 cycle, 2014 yeah. cycle. And so with uh, with that, it was, it was a lot going on. Um, and so, like I said, the unopposed thing was a big one for me. But early on, I noticed, you know, we're having an election for a councilman running for mayor. That councilman's seat isn't up for election. Right. We have so – we're going to have something here. Something's going on here. Right. And at the time, I didn't have a whole lot of – ideas on what that could end up being and didn't, you know, go with deep into the ordinances and the codes and everything else as far as what that means but you know it was something I pointed out a few times I said you know we have we have mayor running we have a councilman running for mayor something's going to happen here and it could just be mayor wins so that would have been Don Higginson yeah. and then everything continues on its way Steve's still council person you know maybe I have a seat maybe I don't but everything's... Mm-hmm. All as you would expect. But it ended up being the, the vacancy. Um, and that's when I found my second big thing that I really didn't like in politics, which you don't see a lot of at the bigger levels, presidencies, things like that. But appointments um, now appointments to committees happen. Sure. Yeah. Um, at a smaller scale, appointments happen. But that's when it became this appointments to what is literally our our local powerhouse. You know, they control our day to day. Now, that's not they're not going to knock down your house or something crazy. (laughs) But as far as your quality of life is most directly influenced by your local leaders. That's right. You know, so if you think that's San Diego City Council, no, they I mean, they can try, but we're not a part of them. The supervisors would be the next level up to have anything to do with what we have to deal with. And, uh, you know, that's the county of San Diego. And then from there, it goes to the state. So if we want to, you know, if you have a problem, it's the council, our direct council. And so to see what ended up being, uh, uh, numbers-wise, I think I got 17% of the vote. It was, I mean, it seems, okay, 17%, not a whole lot, right? I'm not going to say it was great numbers. But it was uh, 3,300 votes, I believe, somewhere in that yeah, neighborhood. Yeah. And, you know, uh, the cool thing is that binder they give you, it shows you who was elected, how much they've had. That was more people turning out in that election, mayoral year. I'll claim uh-huh. credit for some of that because that's, yeah, yeah. you know, why people show up. But uh, that was one of those elections where that could have won in prior elections. 3,300 votes is easily enough to win. Yeah, Dave Grosh, very popular, so obviously did very well. And John Mullen, you know, he's uh, uh, nuts and bolts, right down to the point kind of guy. And so, you know, at the time I had no issues. So it's kind of hard to say I'm running a campaign against something that needs this change other than I'm just running because I don't want you guys well, to run in But, post. you know, the, that's good that you did run against them
0: because it, it – uh, the city then can – the community can have the conversation. Yes. You know, because the campaign process is a healthy process. Absolutely. You know, where we talk through the issues um, and if the incumbents can just, you know, sit back, you know. Well, then yeah, it, then not even have to run. <laughs> yeah, so then that's not a healthy process. Yeah. But given that you're going up against two incumbents – and with all respect, most people didn't know who you were. Oh, no. And they knew th- who you know, Dave Gresh and John Mullen were because they had been on council. You know, that's respectful, you know, 17 percent, you know. And it, a lot of times it takes
1: people multiple tries until they get elected. Yeah. Well, and th- that's the thing going that that percentage and those numbers is my roots in Poway. I mean, I hit all the communities, all the people I knew, all the, the, the schools where I had gone to. So there was a number of people just based on that alone. They're like, Oh my gosh, you know, I haven't seen you in a long time because, yeah. you know, maybe I hadn't been, it was an old friend who had moved sure. out. so I'd be sure. knocking on their parents' door as opposed to <laughs> their door. Um, so, you know, the, a lot of that, but it, the community as a whole was, was relatively happy. And it was more just a, you know, new face, uh, uh, a different perspective mm-hmm. as far as council goes, you know, young person as opposed to the, the generally speaking retired person running, um, and so, you know, they were they were pleasantly uh, surprised and I think that that's what a lot of the votes are were, you know the the election statistics my name was first on the ballot you could give that some points there's a lot that goes into the other i little always things. question that one I, you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. i think it, you know it might have
0: played a Wait, how many bit, people go into a, a booth and say i'm gonna pick the first name on the
1: list i mean <laughs> I, I don't know well, I hope people are voting that yeah, way well, i, I want the informed voter as much <laughs> as possible but you know it, i'm i'm sure it happens you, you just don't know either of them and Sure. So, was so this end. was 2014, but what's going on right now? Well, so we'll get there. 2016, okay. I ran again. And it's funny because, you know, they say, watch what you say, right? I had told everybody and anybody, you want to know about Poway, run for office. It's true. Yeah. It, it, it's true. Yeah. I still think it's true. I'm not saying you should not run for office. Yeah. But there were 10 candidates in 2016. Me as one of 10. It was It was just Another learning experience by far But um, yeah it was As far as trying to get a word in Trying to you know Get your unique idea You have eight other people plus two incumbents And I mean As far as ideas go Everybody had shared ideas Because you know when you have the field that large It's kind of hard to be like I stand out Because of this one thing uh, There's three other people that had that idea too Right. So yeah uh, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I ran then and it was like Ah
0: Almost wish I didn't say that, but because well, there's a certain percentage of the votes going to be anti-incumbent no matter what. Yep. And so you have what? Eight candidates splitting the anti-incumbent vote.
1: <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. Uh, and yeah, the, the results were very interesting. Uh, my, my numbers went down as expected. Eight candidates, like well, I said. of course. So, but it was still yeah. in the in the 2000s. So, you know, as far as turnout goes. That's pretty good. Yeah. Well, and I attribute that to a huge turnout for election. You, I think the lowest number of votes was like over a thousand still. Well, that so. was
0: 2016. So that was a presidential year yes so yeah. and it was a pretty big high, presidential uh, year yes, yes, yes it was yes. so that makes sense that a lot of people voted yeah so, so that's a good thing it's really good for the community
1: yeah and, and i hope uh, you know all of them were were as informed as they want to be you know like I don't say that everybody needs to go to every council meeting. I don't think everybody needs to go to a budget review committee to get a sense of the city. But you should definitely know what your representatives are doing um, and what they want for the city to kind of make sure that reflects your values because they serve us. They're our elected representatives. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. So, um, so yeah. So now we get to 2018. We're almost here. And – I was going to run. I filed, uh, pulled uh, 501, which is the intent to run, uh, in January of that year, actually. Um, and, you know, it was my intention to f- be in the race again, you know, keep mm-hmm. going. Um, I mean, it. it's interesting how things happen. But uh, very quickly, uh, over the course of that spring into the summer, it, it was a... Uh, it started to seem like maybe I wasn't going to run and it's not because I didn't want to, I I love the city and I want to represent the city, but it was more of, you know, I, I, don't think I have all the answers by any means well then nobody does nobody yeah, does yeah. and but it doesn't you know for me it's more about making sure like I said our community goes to a better place of course that's yes, what I yes. want to support that's what I want to yeah, stand for sure so if I'm the one that's standing there by myself fine if I'm supporting somebody else that represents those things I'm fine with that too I don't have to be the face of the best idea I just want to make sure the best idea and the best future is the one that goes
0: yeah of course so, yeah well that's a that's a very humble perspective from you because it doesn't it's not all about you no it's all about what's best for the community
1: absolutely i hear you and so and so you know that was that was going into it and so you know i had already kind of had talks uh, a lot of the the previous candidates that had run you know i talked to them whether they were going to run or not what was you know what was their feel on things um and then we had the the summer with jim cunningham retiring um and that had a vacancy for all of 10 council meetings, yeah, I think. Oh, yeah. like, well, no, eight council meetings. There were two canceled <laughs> council meetings. So eight council meetings and, uh, you know, appointment again. I'm sitting here. Oh, man, it's 2015 all over again. We're going to do an appointment. We're not going to let the people decide. And to me, it was absolutely crazy. I mean, we have an election coming up. It's already defined that we will have an election for that seat why do we need to fill the seat right now? Well, that was the second time they did an appointment because Barry time. Leonard was in a uh, Barry Leonard was appointed yeah. in 2015 after yeah. the, after Voss one. And then yeah, the second appointment and you know, the appointment process is an interesting one. Looking at fifteen's appointment, you can see all the videos, all the, the details of it online. It was three council meetings, something like four or five hours of time where candidates talked, people, you know, could ask questions, community came out. I think there were three actual council meetings but a, a good chunk of time for them to get down to the final two candidates, where it was Barry Leonard and uh, Karen Dunn. And, you know, a lot of conversation. Poway Roads going to be a big thing. A yeah, lot. Yeah. It was a great process to watch. Yes. At that time I was like, you know, if you're going to do things, I think that this is probably the way things should be done. Still don't like it because, you know, as a community We don't represent we don't have five votes. We have, you know, several thousand votes. Right. So does it reflect the community? Hmm, Debatable. But um, and the whole thing for me is it's a it comes from I guess this would be a selfish point. If you ran a campaign, you care. To me, that you, yeah, if you're in a campaign, you, yeah. you have that you know drive that that dedication because you've already shown you're going to stay involved and committed for this length of time. Whereas an appointment is fill out a little piece of paper, turn it in, wait for council to call on you, talk a little bit, get the job. <laughs> I, I mean, that's right? it. It, yeah. it. It might as well be a job application as opposed to an actual run for office, which it is, well, that's what it exactly what it is.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's just like, you know, you go to an office and it's the manager and the vice yeah, president oh, you, and they get together and you look
1: good. Yeah. Welcome, welcome aboard. And yeah, you know, exactly. to me, that, <laughs> that's not how a leader, or a, a, a council, uh, your representatives should be chosen. It isn't, it isn't a, you know, all right, you get the job because of whatever either on paper, we like you outside of paper, whatever the case, yeah. it should be, you represent the heart of this community the people say that you do that's why we're bringing you yeah, on board yeah cuz that's that's the whole point
0: yeah exactly <laughs> you yeah. to be a representative you're of the yeah, you're a representative
1: and so if you're yeah. appointed in my opinion you you're a council representative as opposed to a representative of the community Yeah, right? well, who, so- who are you held accountable to <laughs> you're right yeah yes yes right. so so um so then yeah he left and they said we're going to do an appointment at uh it was an interesting situation. Uh, two o'clock in the afternoon, I think, was the meeting, the special meeting to say we're going to do an appointment. So this is a 2016. Yeah. No, 2018. This is 2018. 2018. Pardon me. 2018. Yes. So 2018. Yes, 2018? 2018. Exactly. Yes, yeah. yes. For the second appointment. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I showed up at that meeting, had to you know rush out of work eh, because I found out about it, the 24-hour notice for a special meeting. Yeah. And I come into the chambers, you know, public oral, and I say, you know, you're having a council meeting for an appointment, which I already am against appointments, yeah. you're having a council meeting at 2 p.m. on a Thursday, I believe it was. Um, most of the school districts, especially elementary schools, are out 2, 2.30 yeah. in that time frame. Nobody that has a kid is going to be able to make these meetings because of that, because of work, because of you know any number mm-hmm. of things. Yet those are the people that are really representative of your community that would be good candidates, in my opinion. You know, council members have said this. It's not a, a 24-7 job. I mean, it is. You're on call, essentially. But you have to put in 10 to 20 or more hours of volunteer time. I mean, I already do volunteering for the school. I do volunteering for baseball. I do volunteering for robotics that I coach. I do All of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's easily, you know, that much or more, plus the time that, you know, you could say it's volunteering because I'm giving it to the city for a council meeting. (laughs) But that's just me staying informed. Um, So, you know, that level of commitment is there for a number of people. But you're excluding a good chunk of the community when you have a meeting that is at last notice and is at an odd time. You know, the, the 6 or 7 p.m. meetings for council sessions are for most of the community to be able to get there for a good reason. I'd hope that they don't change that. So
0: maybe the conspiracy theory, maybe the meeting was scheduled at 2 uh, by design.
1: Well, there was a comment by a council member. Do well, you want to watch the video? Watch yeah, the video. Right. But It said uh, – If you can't be here because you have work, you have children, or you have other commitments, maybe you shouldn't be on council. Direct quote, I mean, maybe not. Maybe there's a word or two. But intent of quote is that. (laughs) And it was a (laughs) stunning comment. I mean, to be honest, things like that get said at a bigger stage than ours. And I don't think that's true. I mean, I don't believe in those kinds of things. No, it's it's not. I, I think it misrepresents what those what our representatives are you know you have to be dedicated to where you can't have any other life well then how are you involved in our community right right, right. you have to do this or you're not a part of our community well you have to be a part of the community to do that yeah, i'd but, say but the, the qualifications <laughs> for
0: office are established in the city charter right yes so, oh, and they and, are and, and that voting age you live here that's it. <laughs> you don't even have to be 35, right, no, to be no, president. Right. So, exactly. You, you don't know, have to be 35. So, so, uh, so that is the qualifying criteria, yep. not something subjective that some person on the council <laughs> decided to be that
1: person's qualifying criteria. So, yeah. So, so, you know, hearing that, it was frustrating. Yeah, of course. Um, so obviously filled out my paperwork. That was the day they said, okay, applications go in. I filled out my paperwork. So you
0: like rushed from work, got mm-hmm. to the meeting, and you found out what's going on, and then you like quickly filling out the paperwork right then? Yeah, filled it out, went up, <laughs> talked, said my piece.
1: That's awesome. And that, that's, that was the response. And that's was awesome. <sighs> like,
0: so, you know. I mean, it, how many other people <laughs> would have been able to understand that the meeting was called 24 hours prior?
1: You have to be on a on the list. I mean, yeah, the list. <laughs> yeah, you have to sign up for notifications to be able to make special so, meetings. So, so a lot of people by
0: the time they found it out, you it know, the meeting was already in the rearview mirror. Absolutely. So for you, you found out you're a working man. You got a family to support, <laughs> and so you like talk to your boss, "Hey, man, I gotta go." And so you sneak out. You fill out the paperwork and scramble, and then you got your name in the hat.
1: Yeah. Well, that, I, that's I mean, that's really amazing. It, 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 it's it it is but it's it's more like you know i wish it didn't have to come to that right yeah there there are things that i could see changed that that would fix those and and that's that's really what it comes down to it's it shouldn't have come to that of you shouldn't not. have to be rushing everybody yes. should have had yes. an opportunity yes now the window for actually being uh putting in your application was uh 10 days i think it's a minimum of 10 days uh, I don't have, don't, don't quote me on oh, that. Oh, so it wasn't just at that meeting? No, no, no. It wasn't oh, at oh, that oh, point. No, that okay. was, that was to do a public oral. To, to get on there, you have to be at the meeting by pretty much gavel in or you miss public oral. Right. Because you got to get your name on the slip. Right. Yes. Okay. So, so that, that's what, mm-hmm. so, you know, then they said, all right, application's open, whole nine yards. Turn to my application, you know, review the others. Um, they had an initial shorter period and then the, the longer period, um, so it was interesting seeing who was in the first period, who was in the second period. Yeah, yeah. There were seven names, and then fifteen total. And yeah. you know, so then we get to the appointment day. And I mean, to me, twenty fifteen was my my uh, my baseline. There were three meetings. There were twenty six candidates at that point. It took a while, right? Yeah. Uh, multiple rounds of voting, um, you know, and and I'm not sitting here holding and my breath from like multiple it has to be me. tears too. Oh yes, yes, it was it, like a Miss America pageant. <laughs> yeah, exactly, it was like, uh, you know each of us choose three, yeah. if some overlap, and otherwise the whole list of three. So five, yeah. that'd be fifteen possible, but you know it was like twelve. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it, it it was interesting to watch. Great time, but um, yeah, this time it was the exact opposite in my opinion. It was. I mean, you can you can watch it. It's an hour and 15 minutes from start of meeting to person chosen (laughs) hour and 15 minutes.
0: Yes. I knew it was short. Oh, yeah. Um, And I know the process was uh, streamlined,
1: but but I I didn't know it was an hour and 15 minutes. And was an hour and 15 minutes. And to me, the biggest short change to our community was if you look at 2015, our community had input. There were a ton of people that spoke. There were a ton of people that wrote letters in, and yeah. all of that was addressed. And there were a lot of quality people that had their name in the hat
0: in 2015.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And, and if you—that was, you look that was at, a good process. It, very healthy. It was, it was. Yeah. And, and you know, if I were to say I hated it, but okay, maybe 2015 was okay. Yeah, maybe I'd still disagree with appointments. But, yeah, right, but, right, no, right. At least it was a healthy process. Yeah. So this one. You shortchanged the community. I mean, you had a chance to talk during public oral, and uh, you could write your letters in. All you know, I know a lot of letters that were written in for various candidates. Me, Tory Powers had letters written in. I think uh, uh, Julie Bendinelli was on there. Amy Romaker, all all great people. Oh yeah, no doubt. Tons of yeah, yeah. Uh, tons of support from the community in in talking and otherwise. Um, but when it came down to it, if you look at the the Charter for appointments, it says that. The time to interview, if you will, it uses different language, but interview your candidates and get the information out. The public's chance to see these candidates is during that council meeting. What had happened and the reason it was so streamlined was that the council, I guess, wanted people to reach out to them. And then if you reached out to them, then you could get possibly a, an interview or more follow up and then they could see if you're a good fit but they didn't announce that I guess you had to know that now (laughs) I ran in 2015 I was running for the appointment in 2015 and I ran in 2016 I don't necessarily think that I'm an anomaly. I'm just a random guy that has to define, hey, this is why I'm putting in paperwork. I'm I'm pretty pretty established as far as that goes. So Yeah, they know who you are. I would definitely yeah. if I see them passing, we definitely know each other. A yeah. lot of the staff knows me. Fairly, you know, known person. There's, and that was the thing, there were a number of people like that. So why then is the criteria that you had to reach out to do an interview when only, I think, three or four of the people that applied fit the criteria of who the heck are you? <laughs> <laughs> so right. The, the vast majority of, uh, literally 12 of the people, I think, were already known people that had come out before, run before, or were involved right. before. And there were only a few that were who was this person? Right. And instead of that time to introduce or find out or yeah. get more information it was we all had two minutes so that was half an hour of it right. 15 people two yeah. minutes right? yeah. and then the decisions were uh, Dave Grosh three separate people um, and then every other council person had either only one vote or one maybe two sorry so one or two names and that's how we got Caitlin Dave Grosh did not choose Caitlin mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but it. Oh, he he switched his vote at the end to make it unanimous. He, he did for the unanimous vote. Yeah. But as far as when they had four that had suggested only her or her and one other, he said, well, to, all right, let's make this yeah. unanimous. The writing and, was uh, on the wall. Right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. To me, there's no reason to make it unanimous for any reason. You know, we, there's a reason we have five people, a quorum of yeah. majorities. Not necessary thing to say, you know, we all get along. We all see eye to eye because I'd hope that there's some discourse. Political discourse um, is is not a bad thing. Well, the the, the devil's advocate
0: response to that is that um, because it's a council person that would have to be working side by side with Grush, he didn't want to be looked upon as an opponent of her.
1: Well, but you're
0: that's the devil's is, advocate.
1: I, I I understand that. But this is just like any other job. Professionalism, we'll get to why that's important in a minute, but professionalism should be inherent in the job, in any job. Yes. You should be able to disagree with somebody. I mean, I've worked with less than desirable people. Maybe I did not see <laughs> eye to eye with them. That's a polite way of putting it. So. <laughs> But at the same time, I worked with them. Yeah. I got the job done. We didn't have to agree. We didn't have to even address our differences. Yeah. We had to identify the job, identify the scope, get to work, and finish product. So to say, oh, well, he's not going to agree with her, okay. I mean, the, the, I actually hope they don't agree on everything. If right. they are carbon copies of each other, we have one council person, just one.
0: Yeah, right. Uh, so I, there's five people. <laughs> I, I'm with you there. I hundred percent with you. So,
1: so you know, I get the devil's advocate. Yeah. You know, it, it to me, it's uh, it, it goes beyond that to say if you can't be professional, maybe that's not the job for you. And I, I will say that is one of those criteria that should probably be on there: <laughs> professionalism, because yeah. you know the mayor has done a great job of actually being professional every time somebody comes up for public oral doesn't matter how negative they are doesn't yeah. matter what they have to say good evening their name if sometimes he knows us sometimes he doesn't yeah. and you know it's that same level of professionalism every single time and at at, at that we can definitely agree you know that's how it should be you don't need to have this negativity this uh this uh oh we don't agree so i don't necessarily think you should have your idea set or anything like that so so yeah, anyway moving on it was it was interesting seeing that but when that happened um i kind of sat down with my wife who's my you know political advisor <laughs> and uh we we talked about it it was you know it wasn't a oh i didn't get chosen never the (laughs) that's never the real thing it's more is the community better served by this are we going the right direction you know am i doing something right am i doing something wrong you know to kind of take stock of where we're at and uh at that point it was you know maybe i'm not the best representative at that moment um because I knew who was, I, like I said, I talked to oh, yeah. Tori Powers, I talked to um, Sean Finley, I talked to... Uh, Politics is about, about timing. No, no doubt yeah. about that. So, so talking yeah. to all of them, yeah. it was, uh, you know, I can see eye to eye with a number of the people that could come out and run. And I don't want another repeat of 10 candidates running for a spot. Now, the nice thing was this was that seat. This was as defined as it gets. I mean, this wasn't even the, the, like the seat that was just appointed to Kalen Frank. Yes, it was mm-hmm. just the one chair yeah. that that you was being voted on by that one spot. So it wasn't like the previous way before districts of um, two people that your you know top yeah. two gets it. It right. was a one to one ratio. You, yeah, when you get the seat, um, and so looking at that, I wanted to have the best opportunity for what I felt represented my vision of the community, yeah, right? And what I've heard from others going forward and so you know i i said i'm i won't run you know i i pulled papers i done i did the whole nine yards but it was you know i'm not going to run because i felt that you know the council's appointment did a few things it said hey one the process was iffy i'm against appointments in general so i think that always but an hour versus four or five hours is a very stark difference yes um but it did say some good things we have diversity on the council i can say that you know that's very clear we have a younger female representative we didn't have that for a few years female or younger or other any of right. those things mm-hmm. so i felt that m- our interests being um, me and my wife sitting down talking would probably be best represented by somebody that fit that same profile which was tori Bowers. all right so i was like i'll uh you know help out where i can talk still all yeah. those things but you got this let's do this yeah. hope for the best yeah and uh you know election came and went and we're here today <laughs> so you know tori is a
0: good candidate she, she was a great candidate. she ran a good race um very she good. did she came close yeah um and tony russo put his uh hat in the in the in the, in the ring and and that kind of diluted the anti-incumbent vote a bit. Yeah. Yep. It was an interesting race. Yeah. I mean, final numbers, yeah. I
1: think in the end, it was still, Caitlin had over 50%. So, you know, it wasn't like, oh, because the votes were split, that that's the only reason for, uh, you know, Tory losing. But right. at the same time, when you look at what had to go into that race, in 2017, we had the uh, the lawsuit to go to districts. And a lot of people a lot of people that I talked to were really happy about just being in districts. Not so much what the districts were just being in districts yeah. was like, Whoa, woohoo!" This it's is a, it's a thing. great thing. It really is. Uh, and, and you know, me, I'm here or there on that. Uh, as far as the, the big picture goes, uh, Poway is a very small community. So do bi- do districts best represent us? I honestly think yes, because, um, you know, you want people from all over Poway that represent all of the socioeconomic groups that we have in Poway. So, whether that be you live in the Grove, where I grew up, or you live in Garden Road, where I live now, <laughs> mm-hmm. or you live in an apartment complex, um, which I lived in in Scripps, uh, not Scripps Ranch, in um, Carmel Mountain for a little while, mm-hmm. or where my parents rented, or wherever. Yeah, you yeah. Know. Whether that be the case, You want that representation. You want those people to have the voice heard. And, you know, the best way to do that, start drawing some lines, because when it comes down to it, if you have a smaller pool of people, you know, that one voice starts standing out a lot more. That person that's coming together that the community looks to to say, hey, you're the person I go to to ask all these questions Well, that person now can be your representative more than just, oh, but they aren't the big picture Poway. They're just your local neighborhood representative. Neighborhood representatives are what we need. Mm -hmm. You know, we have only a dozen or so true neighborhoods in Poway. That's right. So a dozen down to five people. That's that's simple math. I mean, that's easy enough to do. That's Mm -hmm. not the end of the world there. Um, So. That's really what we should have is, you know, that that neighborhood feel okay. to your representative. It, it, yeah. And it makes people feel more. There's a Conne- better connection. Yes. Between connection.
0: the people in those neighborhoods and their representative. Yes. And so if they've got an issue, they know who to go to. Yeah. Where in the book before, you know, there were like five oh. people up there. and Like, who do I talk to? Who am I able to get someone's ear? I might not be able to get. Number one or two, maybe number three will help me. Yeah. Um, Now you've got a go-to person. Um,
1: I think that's healthy. Well, and that was that was a great point. I asked during my two runs, "Who's your representative?" Now I I want to take any name, but a lot of times it's I don't know.
0: You, well, I think that's going to be oh, okay. true a little bit even
1: today. It, it will be. Yeah, because some people are just busy. They got it, their it, lives, you know? Sure. I mean, you know, it, it, yeah. I don't expect everybody to know every detail of yeah. our of our council. That's the good thing about Poway. Keeping the machine running well in the background yeah. means that people don't have to be as uh, cognizant. Not that they shouldn't be, just that they don't have to be. Right. <laughs> um, and so, you know, it, but it was still crazy to me that. I say I'm running and I get, oh, can you change this with the schools? Oh, OK. First political step. <laughs> schools and Poway, totally different things. Yeah. I, I, mean, of, I learned that one in 2014. Yeah, Ooh, people don't get that. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. School district, way larger. Poway, pretty small. Right. So, you know, the, the little things and it's, you know, it's like political education. Every time I run and I go out and talk to people is, hey, what's going on, you know, with this? Ah, Sorry, I wish I could help you with it. I mean, I know now a decent amount about the school district from serving on the site councils, but it's still like that's not something your council person can change. Um, Now, if you have an issue with speeding on a road or crime or something, they can hopefully address those issues, and they should address those issues, but, you know, they're not there to make the schools better or give the schools more money. Right. It's just not how it works. Right, right. And so, so, yeah, it was it was uh, interesting seeing that. So, you know, now we're here today and, you know, with the recent uh, – I, I made some comments in 2018 about what I predicted would happen with various people on council, where they would go, if they would run for a different office. Um, I, I asked point blank if Mayor Voss was going to stay for a full four years back in uh, October, actually. We know now that he's running for supervisor, so – Whether or not he wins determines if he's staying for a full four years, I guess. Right. Um, Unless he wants mayor more than supervisor, which would be an interesting one. (laughs) I just wanted to win. (laughs) Okay. I'll I'll take it. And you've represented us. Uh, But – you know seeing all of those questions and the answers you know some reached out to me directly uh Kaylin asked you know when she registered to vote when she came to Poway and she was very direct and said you know this is when I came here this is when I registered to vote here this is why I did what I did you know very very reasonable answers you know and i i can see that as far as if you didn't run for the appointment but then you ran for the office who the heck are you? Yeah. You're not even going to run for an appointment, the easy one, and you're going to campaign. I hear here with that, right? Yeah, yeah. So, respectable, you know, in those things, but it's also that hand had to be played that way because of the council's decision to appoint. Right. Wish they hadn't done that. So, you know, seeing where we're at now with the announcements and, you know, I, I think Poway, you know, needs to shake things up. We have a campaign season that is two months, three months-ish. Yeah. And... The community as a whole has issues year round I mean outside of campaign season with campaign season, and they aren't you know big issues and sometimes they are, but they're they're little things. hey, um, we feel that this area. Has a lot of traffic congestion. Hey, we feel that this area has a lot of car break-ins recently. Hey, um, what was it? A year or two ago, we had the, the the stabbing at the gas station. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it was Pomerado and, and Poway Road, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, and and I think if you live in different areas of Poway, you really get different perspectives. Living in Garden Road, I can tell you the drive down Poway Road. On some days is longer than my drive down the freeway to the airport, essentially. I,
0: I, I believe you. <laughs> I, 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 I've experienced that. <laughs> so, so,
1: you know, the three and a half or what is it, four and a half miles to the 20 miles. It, it's crazy. Yeah. And so, you know, but we have the, the idea that we don't have traffic we definitely have traffic we have you know now is it a problem okay it's debatable that's where we can get into things but you know there are issues 24 7 and people want their voices heard they're expressing those things um water rates is the one that recently came up that's the big thing you know lmds what what are we doing trees falling down and stuff um why are water rates going up when we had all this rain yeah (laughs) right right so the people want their outlet and you know a lot of people understand that there is a council but i've been asked how do you do that how do you go to council <laughs> you know you yeah. just go it, and then when they get there oh do i have to fill out something to speak well most of the time i'd say yes uh recently voss has started to uh, have the does anybody else have a comment um so maybe not depending on i guess the issue oh, he does that that's he does. that's cool that is that is it was a great change to see yeah um, just trying to get as much voice of the community as he can that's, yes. that's a good, I like that. Yep, that, that's something I, I would have suggested as a change, yeah. and to see yeah. it starting to take place yeah. is great. Right on. Um, so, so, but like I said, we have a very narrow window where you try to pack all the politics of all the problems over the last two years, four years, whatever it is, into that small window, and it ends up being an overwhelming sense of doom and gloom. I think the council <laughs> said that, you know, to business as usual. Stay out of the course. Yeah. Now, which one are you going to choose? Uh, I don't want to have doom and gloom. And the bleak picture isn't like we're going to have, you know, catastrophe if we don't vote for a different person. It's that there's so much potential there and we just haven't utilized it. That's how I look at that. It's, it's the potential kinetic energy thing. <laughs> a lot of potential energy here and we just haven't utilized it. And then you have the low level kinetic energy of stay the course. Right. And so, you know, it's easy to stay the course, Newton's laws of motion, yeah, right, right? Right, right, yeah. So, uh, so I, I get In- inertia. it. Inertia. Exactly. <laughs> I get it. It, it makes sense <laughs> to just keep going because to change direction is to really start acknowledging, you know, things and start, you know, exerting effort and really, you know, maybe the uncomfortable things have to be brought up. So with that, I wanted to announce I will be running for District 4. All right. Yes. <laughs> we should have some confetti come oh, down. Yeah. <laughs> With
0: balloons, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So, c- congratulations. That's a big deal.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, it, you know, it came after, like I said, a lot of thinking, seeing how 2018 played out. And, and it really is, I think it's, it's time. And not that it wasn't before. It's always been time. But I think a community that has been, in my opinion, underrepresented on council, which is you know the southern end of Poway it's most mostly p- south of Poway road right well d- some exceptions d- 4 is just south of Poway road yes yeah. um there, yeah there's a few exceptions i think but but i'm just talking in general the south poway if you drive poway road daily that community the people that feel that is vastly underrepresented even our current I guess that we're not in districts because we're not in 2020 yet, but the, the would be current representative of district four with Caitlin lives on the very West side of Poway. And so there's no commute unless she's coming into Poway for council meetings or whatever, but you know, so, so to say that, you know, the struggle of the people that live right there that come out of the apartment complexes that come from Royal estates that come from garden road that come from um, off of carriage. I mean, Tons of communities feed into Garden Road, and then you have all the people coming from outside Poway that go through guard, through uh, Twin Twin Peaks uh, through Poway Road up to the business park or to businesses in Poway. It's it's a lot, and you know that community, those people. I think that their voices should be heard. Well, I remember back in the
0: '90s when I lived on on Garden Road. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the South Poway Residents Association. And, I know one of the leaders of that. And they were, <laughs> um, you know, they were fighting the good fight. And mm-hmm. I lived in South Poway at the time. And I was thinking, they're right. There, there is no representative um, in this geographic area. And but to your point, the socio-demographic profile in South Poway is different than North Poway. Yep. And so, you know, are those people being represented? Mm-hmm. I, I think that's, it was a fair question. No. So, um, but now we have districts, so that problem is largely solved. Assuming yes. you get the right person in the chair, <laughs> and the person that we
1: have now lives technically within those boundaries. Absolutely, yeah. There's, there's and there's no arguing that mm-hmm. um, by the way the lines are drawn. But you know, I was a part of the districting process. By part of, I mean I submitted ten. Maps or so. You I, did? I, I, I drew a lot well, of maps. You are a dedicated so, man. I, some I like, were. So you're out there drawing maps and uh, like some were jokester maps. Every single map I submitted was a technically valid map by their mapping criteria, but some were very clearly joker maps. I mean, all you the mean? council in one district oh, just to kind of push a button. <laughs> of course, of yeah. Course. yeah. But, oh, but I did. I did one where I, I think I made it almost look like a target for Poway, and so you know that <laughs> you had too of, much fun with it. I had fun with it. It was it was a great software that allowed. It. so mm-hmm. but you know it was it it was a good experience to see one how the census is done which there's some areas that need to so, to be addressed there's a block of like 2500 people that couldn't be broken up at all it was a nightmare to deal with that and fit districts around it because that was a, a good third of a district yeah <laughs> so and you can't break it up so it's like well there's a third of my district so were work. you satisfied with the way the lines turned out no no um and the biggest problem I have isn't so much where council is, how many are in a district. I can get over all of that. The biggest problem I have is the the keeping continuity of neighborhoods and um of and areas. So if we if you look at the districts, district two is sixty percent of Poway, something like that, by land. Right. It's it's a huge area. Now I get it, North. Poway, and actually going down the east side of Poway, all the way past Poway Road um, <laughs> into Garden Road to a few of the houses in Garden Road is District Two. But yeah, uh, yeah, I, I believe it's the area you used to live in up in Sycamore Creek. Is yeah, you know that it they're similar style homes as far as you know the larger lot sizes. So I guess they could fit with the North Poway. No, they weren't that big. Though. No, they're, they're, <laughs> no they're,
0: they're, those lot
1: sizes are pretty tight
0: in Sycamore Creek.
1: I'm, by by comparison to yeah. your 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 I think Cordbreaker or whatever it is we have or right. something smaller, so. But yeah, they so they're larger. So was it was the Sycamore Creek community part of District 2. It is part of District 2. Really? Yes. And actually because of like I said, the the problem areas, that big one was a problem because we couldn't break it up but in in uh, Garden Road, there's a section on North Garden Road just north of Garden Road where um because of the way the the census broke it out, there there's this little cul de sacs where like some triangles come in and it's Garden Road like garden road proper (laughs) because
0: you have to use census blocks yes because the precincts are organized that way right yes yeah that makes sense so
1: so yeah that but that you know that throws a lot of people like uh, um well i can't think of his name bernie um bernie guzman sanders (laughs) (laughs) no no he's one of he's one of the budget review committee members he's surprised that he's in district two. he's just like i this is craziness yeah it, it, it. so so
0: but you know it 's interesting because you know the whole argument with with the when they change the boundaries is like who 's making the decision? Mm-hmm. Are the voters choosing the politicians or is it the reverse um, <laughs> and you know for the school district, it was oh, over man. the top egregiously gerrymandered i mean just nasty gerrymandering. Yep. Did you feel that while some of the neighborhoods weren 't clustered properly? Do you think there was
1: any gerrymandering going on? Yes. Um, and it's – the looking at the definition of gerrymandering, you're gaining an advantage politically. Um, that could be by race, gender, the whole breakdown of things. But it's legal. It's just when, when the council had that decision, one council person spoke out, Jim Cunningham, and said – no, I believe, it was number six on their list of things. It basically yeah. said you could draw lines so that you don't conflict with another council person when you have to be elected. And he's like, "We don't need that. May the best man win." Yeah, right on. Good for and you, Jim. Exactly. And, but and he uh,
0: lives really close to Mayor Voss, doesn't he? Yes, like well, down but, the street. The
1: mayor and council—that's two different races, oh, well, so yeah. it wouldn't have wouldn't have mattered. You're right. So, so I was like. Yes, and then looking at them, I'm like, you know, this it really shouldn't be a big deal. I think one or two of them, you know, it might be one district that has two of them, and that, that'd that be it, really, you know. And in the end, that's how it was. It was Jim Cunningham and Barry Leonard in the same district, District 2, the gigantic yeah, district. Yeah. But it just narrowly misses John Mullen, by the way the lines are drawn. I mean, it's, I think, one or two precinct blocks from him, yeah. and I'm like, okay, that's— that's yeah. almost blatant gerrymandering when you count Garden Road as part of your community. Just yeah, come on, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was the little things like that where I'm just like, ah, you know that that effort, those small details. That's where it starts adding up, and that's yeah. where it becomes. This is gerrymandering for your advantage. You do not want to, have to compete against each other. You want all of you to maintain that yeah. safe seat. Yeah, yeah, Maybe one of you has to fight it out, but the right. rest of you have a but one it was- person. Yeah. And then the school district did
0: the same darn thing, but it was just so horribly obvious in the school district here that you can, it, it wasn't it, as obvious.
1: That's what I mean. It's it's small things that I would change. Yeah. It's not like I'll throw the maps out, start over. Yeah. <laughs> it's nothing that bad. It's, it's just the, the little tweaks that really keep neighborhoods together. You know, I know the people the a lot of the people that live in, uh, in the Sycamore Creek area and up, up the hill, mm-hmm. essentially on garden road. Because they go to the school with my son, you know, and some of them serve on the site council with me, and you know we we have met, we've gone to houses. Some of the teachers live up there, you know, so we know each other, and we're a community together. But they're District Two, not District Four. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, See, and, and that's the thing. I, I don't think District. This is where you know I'm against districts because we're Poway, you know. As so, it you're, really, you're, their, you're against districts? The part of me that's against districts. No, because you're a mixed man. I love districts because it gives people a better chance to represent communities. Yeah. I hate districts because you should serve the community. If you're District 4, yeah. District 1 issue, you don't go, sorry, you're District 1, click. <laughs> right. No, that's that's silly. Uh, and, and like you said earlier, where people would call first, second, third council person to try to get a hold of somebody – it doesn't matter who you are, or what your problem is. I mean, I'm not a council person now, so yeah. I,
0: I, don't tell if, me I can't but, solve but, but your problems, I think, but. but but still, even with the districts, they represent the city, yes, to the best yes. of their ability, absolutely. Um, and, and I and I don't think that they're yeah. not doing that by any means. But it, but the lines drawn as interesting. As I, we live in District Three, mm-hmm. but. The line is really close to us. And the people that are just on the other side of the line are really part of our community here. Yeah. So the, the lines aren't... Now, I don't know if that was because of the, the census. It could have been. I
1: don't know. Well, and that's the, that was the part that I tried to take into account, like I said, doing all of my maps, is there's a census next year. Oh, they're going to redo the maps, aren't they? They can't redo the maps until they get the results, so it won't affect 2020 election. So 2022. 20, yes. Um, so, but, but that census... I'd almost guarantee we have to redraw lines because where are most people moving into Poway at?
0: <laughs> well, not very many people are moving into Poway, period. That's very true. Uh, um, <laughs> but I would imagine more into more entry-level homes.
1: No. Yep. Right? Uh, it, by, by and large, yes. And if you look at where the big plans are, literally the whole on Poway Road right now, that's – the plan for a thousand plus people. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's going to dramatically change
0: the. A thousand units is huge. Yeah, so that will really move the lines around.
1: Yep. Yeah. So, so yeah, if you look at things that from that perspective, knowing, I mean, going back ten years, I know that communities essentially were made in the last ten but years. Will,
0: will all of those units be built and occupied by the time they do the the census
1: in twenty twenty? The the plan is to have that done in two years, I believe that's what they said. Plan. So now I don't know how fast it'll fill up. Yeah. How is desirable? So, so, but how desirable? So it's right? possible
0: that that community may not really fill okay. in until twenty one or twenty two. That's very possible. And so then, then it's even more misrepresented. So, so then the, yeah. Then the maps are going to be you know distorted to what the reality of the balance of the population is, and we won't be able to fix it until twenty
1: thirty. Oh yes. And, and that's why <laughs> looking at it, I was trying wow. to trying to fix it so. To me, it was, you have, it, it, it's easy, southeast, southwest, northeast, northwest power, as much as possible. I mean. Yeah, that's reasonable. Now, I get the, the some of the comments council made were, you know, big roadways, uh, natural dividers for districts. Sure, Poway Road is one of those. Espola Road is one of those. Twin Peaks Road is one of those. But using some of those roads actually helped that process because community is a north-south divide almost and splits the east and west almost Poway, south Poway at least, right? North Poway gets a little bit more tricky. But still, it's very doable. And, and, you know, that's why looking at the maps, um, I was disappointed with the process because... um, I mean, there, there's that rigor that goes into it, but, you know, there were the, the little things. Like I said, I, I'm i a big transparency guy. I'm well, a yeah. big, sure. you know, there's the objective truth. Whether or not you're looking at it from 30 different angles and you only see a small portion of it, objectively there is this, right? You know, coffee cup or whatever it may be. There is that. Now, if you look at it from the perspective of in the cup, you're just seeing coffee, right? Or right. Whatever the case may be. But if you're choosing those views knowingly then i think you're misrepresenting what is actually out there you know you could uh, choose any number of views to suit a purpose one of the ways that was done with the districting was uh when they first had the maps uh, other than the number 6 uh the we we won't compete with ourselves which yeah. was suggested and then uh the i think the only motion or one of the only motions that's died at council that's the way that that's phrases motion died for lack of a second. <laughs> um, first time I had seen it, but um, you know, it's, it's a rare thing for that to happen. And other than that, there was only one other process. And that was when they started choosing maps and uh, there was a lot of, we want this to be anonymous. And, and it was uh, it was the push for anonymity for your sake, because we don't want Ooh. me or, I can say me. I'll just use me as the example because we don't want you to feel like we would bias against your map. And I said, by all means, be biased against my map. I'm going to put my – I'll put my name – I'll write my name in the city. I'll make a district that is my name see, or whatever. So that,
0: that is a vote that there is a conflict of interest. That's when you have to be transparent.
1: So, and Well, that's what – so it came down to that and they said we we wanted to be anonymous. And I said – Something fishy's going on. Right. That, immediate yes. red yes. flags yes. raised. And so the next meeting they start showing maps. Dave Grosh, this is my map. Props to Dave Grosh. I appreciate the transparency. All for that. Right on, right on. Yeah. And then the, that was it. The the next was uh, well, I like these three maps from the mayor, but I can't really tell them apart. All three maps were his. <laughs> Not even kidding. All three were his. Yeah. But he had to hold them up to a window and give a, a big speech about how he couldn't tell them apart, but he liked them. The next council meeting, I had made the request to have – because they can't make them anonymous. They – they the, the – the, uh, cartographers uh demographers, whatever they were called, I believe something in yeah, that I think they do, they do both <laughs> yes <laughs> maps and people, yes right. <laughs> so um they they had said, you know, well, we can keep it anonymous as far as you know that goes, but the data is still there, and we request that, and you know if a map doesn't have a name attached to it, and it's not going to be really going into the system but when we present them we'll say map a b c d without the name right right? so they they did that that's how they did the anonymous but in order to have a map submitted you had to put your name on it so i requested i said public records request i want all the maps and who submitted good for you so i was going into that next council meeting with you know ready to go you know full full whatever you want to call it, of ammo to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I got all these things. Yeah, you were ready. I was ready. And and to Voss's credit, he said that the map that he had mostly suggested the previous meeting, although he had some changes, was his map. I don't know if that was because, obviously, public records requests, I'm sure, get filtered up and they yeah, know about them. Probably do. Um, or if it was genuine, I want to make sure that I'm transparent. Because the previous meeting, it was... Very lack of transparency. And you know, it it was it was interesting. Seeing that kind of thing, it it lowered my faith in well, you what know, was going on. The
0: good news is is that is that uh, he, he came clean. It is. Right it is. And it may not have happened with, without your effort. So um, the end result is good. Yes. Is that we had transparency at that level, but yeah. it was his map that was submitted, and that's the one that won, right? That's yep, exactly, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. the 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 council kind of falls in line with the mayor quite a bit, right? They do, indeed. yeah. Because they 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 are largely see eye to eye on a wide variety of things. Yes. I mean, when when Jim Cunningham was on the council, he was often the the, the, voice and, vote. the voice in the wilderness. <laughs> yes, you know, um,
1: but. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So, so, you know, it's it's things like that. Those, those, that's what I stand for is, you know, bringing the light in, the transparency in, and you know, that objective truth. It may not be the pretty picture. I'm not going to put lipstick on a pig. You got to acknowledge what you have, the reality of what you have. And if it's uncomfortable, if it's the hard truth, it is what it is. Let's move, you know, yeah. move forward. Yeah, right on. Acknowledging it and dealing with the situation. Well, so. I
0: mean, let me just pause for a minute on this because, <laughs> I mean, you look at our, our national politics and everything, it's rare for a politician to accept reality, to be objective, you know, A is A, that's a coffee cup. It's all like spin, <laughs> it's fake news, excuse me. It's um, And it's distortion, you know, to politicize things. Mm-hmm. And so coming out, like you're saying, Put the facts on the table. Yes. You know, we were talking about this with the Poway Habot situation, you know, sort of, you know, confront the brutal facts. Exactly. Of uh, exactly. what's going on. Um, and,
1: uh, you know, bravo for you for saying that. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's what I try to do. And it, it may be hard to see. I can acknowledge that because... Um, like I said, not every speaker when they do public oral comes from that like nice friendly some, some are very aggressive, some yes, have a you know a grating tone with how they yes. say present the information, but when I speak, I try to base what I'm saying on objective facts. This was said here, this is the actual number that you presented in this document yeah. this is what the california code see, cause, says
0: cuz you're an engineer right yes. so you're you're analytical you're logical <laughs> you're cl-
1: you're you're clear and
0: precise yeah
1: but yeah. it's not popular and and i get yeah. that you know yeah. you want the the interpretation of the law versus the letter of the law i totally understand that but when there's enough people saying you've uh, read the you know interpretation of the law wrong right what does that really mean now you're you you have your opinion here you have your opinion here you have what it actually says <laughs> you you could have three different views of the same exact sentence right. and and to me that comes down to well you know we kind of have to go with you know uh, the popular opinion uh, the, the right opinion is my my take on that the greatest good for the greatest number of people you know we want as many people to benefit as possible we don't want to go oh this is the popular opinion because uh it gets us more money no that's not popular this is the popular opinion because it serves this class of people or voters we want this is the popular opinion because 70 percent of pow wants this all right you know and and and, you know i've one we talked about the water rates a little bit ago that was a great opportunity for our city to show their ability to set the bar, right? You know, poway's notorious for that. No, notorious is a bad word. Known for that in a good way. We we set a good bar in most situ- <laughs> yeah, situations, right. yeah. a high bar. Yeah. Um, and in that case, I think we've kind of failed because – where this rule, Prop 218, came from is Northern California, right? So you think they passed the legislation. They don't even have to deal with their own stuff. They don't want you know, they don't have to worry about it. It's their own thing. They're going to be as shady about their own rule passings as possible, right? A huge city, San Francisco. No, Sacramento. So maybe it was both. I don't know. I, I think it was Sacramento. When they did their first Prop 218 for water rate increases, the information they sent out had a detachable yes-no ballot attached. Now, it is a protest vote. I acknowledge that. It is a protest vote. I'm not saying we are not going to follow Prop 218. But when it's a protest vote and it's as easy as detach with your no and send in postage paid or whatever yeah. – it's a big difference between that and the – here's the information. We know half of you well, – more than half of you are going to throw it away. Here's the information again. You're still going to throw it away. You don't right. care about us. right? And, oh, by the way, even if you read this, you still have to write your own information down and bring it to us. You can't email it to us. You have to bring it to us. That's a huge burden. Right. And, <sighs> then, and then you had to have like a
0: significant – Percentage of the oh population. yeah the percentage
1: is fifty percent plus one of rate payers. So right. it's that, seven thousand or so that huh. have to protest. Yeah, so, so that's never going to happen. You have a huge burden, and you're making it as burdensome as possible. Of course, it's not going to happen. Right, it's their free meal ticket for a, a way to pay. Now, water rates, sewer rates are subject to the must You know, ins and outs are for water, etc. But building something that relates to water, anything, council's pay comes from water, lots of things get attached to water in some way loosely. And and that's where, hey, if we can increase that budget, then we can push projects, water-related projects that way. Now, they better have at least a very tenuous touch to water right. because otherwise I'm sure lawyers everywhere will be watching. Yeah. But, but at the same time, it's kind of a... It, a shady way of doing things you know Mm -hmm. in my opinion if if we have an issue a direct issue and you know the the biggest one like i said i went to budget review and we'll touch on that here in a minute if we have an issue with ins and outs income expenses as council has kind of alluded to lately say it right up front we are slowly but surely going to be hitting a deficit soon point blank and, yes, that is what we are going to be doing soon. Yeah, yes. We are at the point now, having served on it, I saw where the line was going. Yeah. And we're within, I'd say, the three to five-year mark of being there, if not sooner, of being in a deficit. If And that's conservatively if nothing changes. That's mm-hmm. on the, you know, if, if something bad happens, it's a lot sooner and a lot quicker. Right. Um And, you know, that's not assuming like some, oh, we're going to give ourselves huge raises for council, for staff or any of that. We're going to hire more people. That's them essentially either trimming or maintaining and, you know, no new projects, nothing like that. And a base uh, increase of one percent, which is very conservative for, you know, costs. It, it's it's unrealistic, and that's the three to five year before we hit the deficit. Right. So it's an unrealistic. In three to five years, we'll be there. Realistically, two years. Yeah, it could mean, happen. Yeah, and and that's it. You know, that but, is just based on what's on the budget, not counting the known off-budget items, which is the scary part because those are huge, really big. Well, the city,
0: generally speaking, has done a good job. Of being fiscally disciplined,
1: absolutely. We have a good and, and, process, and, and I would say yeah. our past record absolutely reflects that. Yeah, the problem I have is our. Uh, I think we're getting off track on that. I think we're we're our track is great track record, and we kind of are veering off. Well, from do, you, that. do you
0: do you think that um, the development on Poway Road is? Partly an effort to generate more revenue. It is an effort to
1: generate more revenue. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the The problems aren't to, that we aren't trying to generate more revenue, and that's a great way to solve the problem. The problem is timelines here. Well, if we already talked about that, if if that doesn't get in until 2020, we're in the deficit already. We're we're there. Right. Yeah. And by the time that's fully populated and all the businesses are there. Are they enough to overcome the rate of increase? The expenses are going up past to make it so that we can even pay back our hopefully surplus that we hopefully still have. You know, I don't know. I don't think that's enough at this point to to address that. So how would you?
0: How would you? Like if you're 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 a candidate now, you've made the announcement uh, on the John Riley Project, uh, and thank you for doing it on this podcast. (laughs) Not a problem. Um, But. um, so if you're elected, mm-hmm. um, how would you address
1: the potential deficit that you can see down the road? So I have, like I said, budget review. Everybody show up. It'll be a great party. All of us can right. learn it together. I have that unique insight. I served on Budget Review for two years. Mm-hmm. I've been going to Budget Review this year, and I've uh, maintained reasonable relations with Tory Powers to say, um, "Hey, you know, when she served on Budget Review, following me, what's going on with the city and yeah. how things yeah. going?" You so you learn it all there. Yeah. 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 And so you know, basically since twenty fifteen, when I got appointed till now, I've seen the budget and what's going on with it, yeah. all the numbers going in, and and where we're headed, and you know. I've had those serious concerns. Obviously, I have concerns about the way development happens, the way they choose to have development happen, the projects they choose um, on their own merits in most in some cases. But in some cases, it's just why are we paying for this? Because we won't have the money for possible emergencies or real situations that need to be addressed. Instead, we're. Doing something else so you know a good example of that um, actually 2014 and 2016 I said we need to fix a spoiler road <laughs> if you've uh, driven a spoiler road the the one lane section yeah, of it yeah. going around the corner there yeah. it's uh, there are not many accidents but it is not a safe. Section of road by any stretch. I agree, um, and so uh, that was something I've, I've said needed to be fixed back then, and you know it's been needed to be fixed since I moved here in '91. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, and they've been talking about I've it forever. Walked, yeah, I've walked it back when I was a kid. I've ridden, ridden my bike down that. I mean It's that's a sketchy area if you're like a kid walking on the side of the road. Yes, yes. it's not safe. No, I walk whether w- the cars can come at me, so hopefully I can dodge. But <laughs> I know I'm screwed. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's, right, yeah. it's a bad day, you know. Yeah, but. You, Maybe I know it was coming, whatever, so you know it, it's but it 's not safe and I, I would hope that we can make it so safe. that would be a high priority project for you so uh, if it's to solve that uh, I think it 's a long been a long time coming uh, my my problem is where we 're at now with that situation, so council started trying to address that like you said it 's been in the talk stage for a long time, and then they bid the contract there was the issues with the contract, and what late last year there was the uh, eight hundred thousand dollar mistake um, right retaining wall. They didn't put enough zeros, I guess. Um,
0: so, but so, it turned out that once they added that expense in, it was still below the original budget,
1: right? Still below the allotted, yes, budget, but that's early in the, the whole process, right? So yeah. there, here's our estimate for the budget. Here's what they bid. Cool. It fits in our budget and $800,000 still fits in there. Um, you know, hopefully we don't run into any more issues. Yeah, right. That, yeah. that would have been right. It's a s- snug fit there. Yeah. It starts yeah. getting yeah more and more snug. And I think there were other issues. I mean, I wasn't following with like, you know, magnifying glass, but I, from what I've heard, there were a few other smaller, Hey, we need to pay more here. We need to pay more here. But now we're what five, four months out from the January 23rd announcement from the city we are dropping that contract, ceasing all work immediately. Yeah, Stop they switched contractors, that. right? Or have they picked a new one yet? No, they have not. So I was wondering because it's been quiet over there, you know. So the current plan and status of that, I, I don't know if they are going to choose a contractor soon. Uh, I would suspect not. The they're in the kind of letting things go to the utility companies um, for undergrounding, and that's a estimated fifteen to eighteen month timeline for that. So oh it God. may be two years before we get work started on that again. And to me, I remember campaign statements from from various people, not myself. I, I, I may have made them, but yeah. I'm not a council member, so I can't be right. held accountable for things that I can't control, right? Uh-huh. That's right. hard. Yeah. But there were statements, we will fix this. I think as early as 2016, to, we were going to get this as my number one priority. Yeah. We're going to get this done.
0: It's always been that in the community center, been the two, top two for a
1: long time. Yep. And- we're here three years out and dropped a contract, not a – you know from, from what I've been told, it was not a, oh, we're going to drop them because we have cause to drop them. The contractor, while many people were upset, I think it was bad planning during the school year and how they – their stages and everything else. But it wasn't a cause issue. It wasn't, oh, you did this wrong, so we're going to drop you for cause. It was our choice. And now we're going to have to pay for that. Yeah, but but it seemed like the previous, I mean,
0: I don't know the detail, but my understanding was, is that the previous contractor, there were a lot of problems. Oh, there were. I mean, there I were. remember seeing someone posted on Facebook in, uh, I think in the South and North Poway Boats area, that they were driving by and they saw city officials and contractor management, like on the side of the road, having an argument. Yep. Um, and so there was obviously a lot of friction. Mm-hmm. And so they jettisoned the, the contractor. And if there were legitimate problems, that's a good thing, you know. You would, it,
1: absolutely. You if know, there were,
0: but, I'm all for it. But they're going to bring in a new contractor, and they're going to have to spend money to fix the problems of the previous guy. So it's going to be more expensive. It's going to well, be more than the budget. All said and done,
1: now. Yeah. It, well, and it's interesting because if we can find cause, and I really hope we have something to find cause for. Like I said, at this point, from what I've heard, we don't. We're we just. Dropped for convenience As opposed to for cause um, That's that's a big difference in the money So you, like I said we were kind of getting snug on that budget Well that contractor Bid that contract and We were the party that decided to break the contract As opposed to them Had they done it or had they? we had cause It's easy to go alright give us our money back type of thing You know you didn't provide the service you said you would That's textbook type of lawsuit In this case if we We're just like eh, we're generally displeased Okay, displeased is yeah. objective, and now how much do we have to pay? And so we'll figure that out, and then we'll start over plus the extra work and rework. So, so
0: are, are the utility companies actually working on the the, the line burial yet?
1: Cause oh, I, I don't think so, no. So we're just kind of like I, caught in their bureau- bureaucracy at this yeah. point. And that's the thing. 15 to 18 months is, I mean, I get it. I, and I, I fully understand the limitations of our council. We we cannot force Sacramento to do things, San Diego County yeah, to do yeah, things, yeah. you know, SDG and E to do things. We we can't. We have limitations. Even if I were on council, I couldn't right. change that. It's just the nature but, of government. Yep. Is that it goes slow? But and, but uh, be up, in my opinion, it's a be up front issue. Hey guys, we'd stop this. It's not bad, all bad, because, hey, they have to do this, and conflict between contractors could exist, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but they, 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 they did say that in the beginning, didn't they? But it, there's just well, been no updates, you
0: know? Yeah. So, so I think we're all kind of confused. Well, the,
1: the initial one was, we have all of our contractors on the same page, SDG talking to this guy, and everything's going to be perfectly yeah. matched. Apparently not. <laughs> And, and that's what I mean. The trans- transparency, is it's huge. It, that little detail is like a night and day difference for a person that's dealt with that traffic for three months and then it yeah. just vanishes one day and the, and the road looks like terrible, has Whoa. the metal plate still. Well, sometimes like, I wonder, though, if, if the city council or even the city staff might
0: feel that they would be embarrassed if a lot of this came out, like they would be blamed. But really, the, the other contract, I mean, I give them credit. If the, if the If the other contractor was... Poorly performing for whatever criteria, mm-hmm. and they weren't, and despite pressure to step up their game, and they wouldn't do it. You've got to cut bait,
1: absolutely. You know, and, and that, so, that's like you said, embarrassment. Yeah. Sure, but, but, you're, but you you're have per- to take that. It, you yeah. need, in my opinion, the only reason not to say something is essentially protection under some legal status for oh, the city. Yeah, yeah. You, and, always, you and, always hear that as an excuse. And you might – that may yeah. be it. But, I mean, that, that one letter and then nothing from the council. I mean, it was just that, that letter which was kind of out there, I guess, floating around. I don't – was that in anything? I, I didn't look in the chief. And I, so um, if you don't mind don't me steering the conversation no, back,
0: what would you do – to resolve the budget problem, because you can't generate more revenue. Mm, I, indeed. So um, you, you would have to find areas in the budget to potentially
1: trim. So what would you do? In 2015, when I was on budget review, our two-year session, our, our group came up with a few things. We noticed this is a possible trend going forward, uh-huh. and we identified a number of issues that need to be addressed. Um some of those are big ticket items that are going to come up and kind of bite us here soon. Um, we'll Get to that in a second. The the number one thing we said though is we have a, a pretty healthy reserve. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's, it, you know, right now it's at the the limit we suggested it go down to. Well, actually, no, they, we did, we suggested it go down, and then they had a, a study, and that study came in and said about forty five percent is okay, and so now it's at that percentage. But that extra money we said should go towards handling some of these issues that – are now actually going to come up. A smaller road was one of the things we suggested. Yeah. PCPA was one of the things we suggested that needed to be addressed. What, what's that again? The Power Center for the Form, for the Performing Arts. Ah, okay, yeah. So, um was that the solar? Is that what we were No, no, not the solar. This is they need a huge uh almost renovation of the facility because of HVAC, uh, plumbing, electrical. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that About now. $4 okay. million dollars, give or take of of work needs to be done. And and it's it's jointly owned with the school
0: district, but those guys have no money.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and we end up on more of the money side of yeah. it. It's well, more. It's on their ground, and it's our money. You know, it's, yeah, well, it's and actually, their budget's
0: like four times the size of the city of Poway. They do have the money, but they're so mismanaged.
1: Yes, yeah. yes. And, and to me, I think uh, we, we had a few, you know, we call them radical ideas. But we said, you know, at a, at some point, this – This should have been a city benefit, right? We should get something from it. But it's almost exclusively, almost exclusively used for the school. I mean, you have the outside performances, but as far as revenue coming in – it's almost a, a, a negative on the revenue side of things because well, it is because it's always been
0: a, a something that the city is subsidized because mm-hmm. the, 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 the ticket sales, the rental of the facility does not cover the expense. And,
1: and there's there's nowhere you can to kind of buffer those with restaurant nearby that people can go to while they go. There's yeah. nothing yeah. that helps it because of the location. And so we, we had said, you know, at some point you have to kind of take the loss. Are we going to continue to take this loss over years and years and years? Or are we just going to say, look, school district, you guys aren't coming to the table. So we're going to make an offer on the table. You get your building and a dollar. We'll sell it to you. Or, hey, we'll give you the dollar even. <laughs> I mean, whatever it is. Take this and do. Because that it, that would be an interesting. If they, if have the budget, they have the budget. They have the Whether or not they're managed correctly. Right. Uh, But but they have the the ability to do that. And it would fix a lot of the problems we have right now. It's we try to find a contractor that will work for a school district according to state guidelines that's yeah. a nightmare in my head. Because it's like this hybrid deal, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so if you just put it in the school, then the school district has their already approved specific facilities, people and contracts and vehicles but for I, that. I
0: think you can make an argument that if, if it went 100 percent to the school district, the situation could erode further. It could. Um, but it
1: would no – ideally, it would no longer be hurting our bottom line. Well, because yeah, right the now, city could wash its hands. Exactly. Yeah. And, and And I think at this point, you know, we're going to – potentially end up spending far more trying to salvage this and you know over the course of however many years Mm -hmm. until that is what it ends up being so yeah we slow the erosion but well the facility ultimately should be cash flow neutral
0: it should you know it should live on its own revenue stream um and if it's not then adjustments to that internal budget
1: need to be made. And that's what I mean. The hard questions need to be dealt with. <laughs> yeah. Rather than,
0: you know, kind of, you subsidized know, subsidized by Poway yeah, city, and please give me money. Uh, school district won't give me any more. So city, can you even give me more? Yeah. They, they, they need to exist on a standalone, but I know that there's a lot of people in Poway that when that was first built, they were the people that wanted to bring culture to the city. Absolutely. You know, so mm-hmm. you kind of wonder, will those people step up either, Oh, by by buying the tickets, generous donors would be great to, or or if, or if they're willing to like write a check,
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so maybe they get their name on the facility. Yeah, but you know, and there's there's a lot of interesting fundraising potential there. But you know, in my opinion, that would be a boon to the school district. You get donors to the school district, and you get the facility. So city kind of wipes clean. And it's still bringing it to Poway. It's it's in Poway.
0: <laughs> it's not like yeah. we're cutting that out of but the, Poway. But the, but the tricky part with the school district is is that they've got um, six high schools. Yes, and so they show preference to one and
1: not another, and that that gets kind of weird too. Well, they, but they already have the, the issues with the whole preference thing. It's on school ground, so you can't have certain shows go yeah. there, and so, so the whole thing. is almost, not exclusively, but a lot of the issues are tied around because of where it is and what it's bound to. Our hands are tied. So
0: let's, let's just for the sake of argument, assume that that was taken off the books. Yep. Okay, that the PCPA, Poway Center for the Performing Arts. I said that right. Yeah. PCPA. (laughs) So as long as that doesn't exist on the books... Then are we in a hunky dory position with the the, be, the deficit and the surplus?
1: I, I think that's about four hundred thousand, give or take, a year. Yeah, that that starts to shift us into the the better section of things. Um, on top of you know ongoing maintenance down the road, yeah. uh, the, the four million that we might have to do before we could ever sell it. Or oh, do so it's it it. four hundred grand a year just to subsidize it to keep their head above water. Yeah, the four million is hopefully the renovation. And it might yeah. be more expensive. That's the conservative estimate.
0: We could pass a billion dollars. Bond, and you can fund the renovation with that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. So. Yeah, I digress. Okay, so um, so, anyways, would taking 400 grand a year off the um, for operating expenses off the budget would that solve the deficit? For at least would it extend us? It would extend us probably. Maybe we get to 2025 or something before we run into trouble.
1: Uh, I mean, or something like I mean, that. Like I said, that's that's our 400s are our subsidy cost, So. You know, incidental costs that may come up. Hopefully, that yeah, that stretches us maybe another year or two out there. Um, But you know, overall, I'm just you have to think city in terms of decades. In decades terms, that is millions of dollars saved over the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. talk ten years. That's four million. 100 yeah. years that's 40 million yeah, that's, that's a good point you have you have to think in decades that's and a good point. and you know that that brings me to i think the the elephant in the room right? i guess you could say <laughs> uh, of uh, what is the biggest project that council wants i mean you said espola was one of them but the community center yeah that is in my opinion the number one way that we can address our issues right there and Unfortunately, by the time 2020 rolls around, I would not be able to probably do anything. So, so your, your suggestion is, is don't do it? Uh, not don't do anything. Uh, so here, here's the interesting take on that. Okay. The building when, when and any building. You can look at the city contracts on most buildings and most things of that nature. We enter into 50 or 55-year contracts of loans and things like that. Yeah. It's been around 30 years. Really? Yeah, 1988. So why are we demolishing a thirty-year-old building? Well, because the story I hear is that the, <laughs> in,
0: the infrastructure is just gone to hell. It's like the the plumbing doesn't work, and the, so
1: you know, it's a, it's an interesting story. Okay. Um. So, 1988, we had a significant number of the ada situation that we have now so it's not like that was a brand new thing that came up between here and there now some changes so minor changes yeah asbestos already dealt with by 1988 shouldn't have been involved in the production of that building if it is guess what demolishing it you still have to abate renovating you still have to abate do anything with it you have to abate it's (laughs) so that's a net zero and like i said i don't think that's there But I don't know for sure. I'm not not the person that built the building. Um, Then you have uh, Earthquake Code, I believe, is one of the ones that was referenced. Um, These are reasons why it has to be demolished. demolished. Yes. Um, I'd be interested to know what in the Earthquake Code for buildings changed between 1988 and now. Because I can tell you a good chunk of Poway is built in 1970 or later. I, you know, now you we, we were talking about
0: the Loma Prieta earthquake in Northern California. I wonder if that spurred on some additional
1: requirements. It, it may have, and and it's in it, like I said, interesting timeline, 1989. So it's possible. And you had Northridge, you had a few yeah, other yeah, earthquakes, yeah, yeah. but I don't think that those have drastically changed. I I can be wrong, and I guess I haven't done the research on that specifically. But as far as that goes, I don't so, think that that's a real reason. And Retrofitting for earthquakes is a common renovation thing again. So, you know, if we look at all of it, plumbing, easily redoable layout, redoable during renovation, all these things, renovation, 100 percent covers. The real kind of catch 22 here that I don't understand is the desire is to demolish and rebuild a building that is at least 8000 square feet less. It's eighteen thousand versus twenty six thousand. Yeah, it is smaller. Yeah, so we have a a building right now that can hold the bingo and you know preschool play at the same time, or multiple different events in different rooms and things like that at the same time. And they want to make it to essentially one big meeting room and maybe an outside area with the possibility down the road to expand. Their number one comment on it is, this was a hodgepodge of things we added on afterward. So we want to add on afterward again to our new one? It, 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 it Well, I think they're trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. Absolutely. Because they had
0: a budget, and they had allocated so much from the reserve, and they were going to take enough. No, that was the problem. And then they were going to take <laughs> so much from the operating budget to add on. Yep. But they didn't want to go beyond that. And then we've been talking about this community center for, like, ten years. I mean they were talking
1: about it before the the Great Recession. Yeah, Well ten years. And that's the funny thing. the building's only twenty years old then. And, and I think that's really what it comes down to. Is, you know, like I said, fifty five year loan terms. You should be planning preventative maintenance in your buildings. And I think that at some point, maybe there was one major, you know, thing that happened and since then they've kind of like, oh we'll push that off, we'll push that off, push that off. What
0: do you what do you think the motivation is of the city council to plow forward with this because uh, I think there's a couple of possibilities, right? I mean, there's some that legitimately want something new and fresh. You know, maybe there's some so, that want legacy as a city council member, some that want to pay tribute to Mayor Cafania, because it's going to be named after him. Um, but they had a lot of pushback from the seniors.
1: Those, those are the two big ones. And it's sadly noticeable that there is a big council... Uh, push to say this is no longer the senior center which okay I can, yeah. I can acknowledge it's the community well, center well, it's always been a community center exactly yeah. I, I call it the senior center but yeah. it's a community center but now it's no, we're not going to call it even the community center we want to define it as the multi-generational center <laughs> it sounds so politically correct and um, t- well to me that's it's disingenuous because that says it doesn't do that now like I said my son had preschool plays there, and yes, the l- seniors use it for a lot of stuff, yeah, no doubt. But it is used for any number of things because it is a community center.
0: I remember going there for the uh, Poway Girls Softball League draft. Yeah, in the Bill Bond room, like a or something. I'm like <laughs> Bill Bond. That's the name of a. That was a guy in Poway history. So yeah, yep. um, yeah. So yeah, the community does use that.
1: Yeah, and and so you know to say that that isn't already happening essentially it's to me it's the legacy like you said it's the the namesake and then i think a little bit of it and you know this is going into opinion zone here a little bit of it comes down to the city is in this uh, agreement with the seniors where essentially there's, there's very little cost to them for use of the facility yeah and i don't think they like the agreement because we're talking about budgets here revenue stream that's a revenue stream i mean yeah. to be brutally honest that is a potential revenue stream yeah i don't agree with that but um once they're kicked out for two years coming back becomes a well we have this fancy new building and if you want to use our fancy new building are gonna have to pay right and then it becomes a revenue stream right so i think that is a little bit of it um but you know like i said it To me, that being the number one priority of council is is a it's an oddity because there are so many other quality of life issues that could probably be resolved across Poway and or we could hold our money and go, we see a deficit coming and we don't want to be spending into our reserves. Uh, I mean, there's so many other what what other other things
0: are higher priorities, in your opinion. Mm. So,
1: like, what is like the number one thing you want to do? Oh, man, number one thing. Um, so, there's an interesting statement made, I think this was at a budget review committee meeting. I could be wrong. Uh, that said, the recent fires in California, um, in Malibu, they had reserves in Malibu that were pff, like 80% of their budget, right? Whoa. They are gone completely after yeah, the fires. I believe it. And it's not a short term. Oh, they're gone and they'll be back because we get federal funding or anything like that. It's they're gone because we now have to do the rebuilding. The people that lost homes are gone, so we're losing that in all that entirely. property tax revenue. Yeah, yeah the the, the, the yeah. property's gone, gone. Yeah, and the people that don't stay and are gone. I, I mean, just so much lost. Yeah, even after rebuilding, they're they're in a bad place, and to say that that can't happen here is ignorant i mean 2003 and 2007 yeah we we came close didn't have a you know that catastrophic level of fire but you know it's 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 there it's a clear and present danger if you will right it is something that we should be concerned about every single year um and where i live i'm back door to the field right there that's uh, for Garden Road that is you know
0: well, <laughs> the I chaparral me- and everything yeah. the I burns. remember 2003 the house directly across the street from me burnt down yeah. and those firefighters that dropped that orange fire retardant went, you know from the big tanker plane yep.
1: saved our house well so yeah I drove through here to go to my parents house to tell them to get out yeah um, so I was driving through the here and trying yeah. to figure out my way through because all the other roads were closed and it you know, our evacuation center was Poway High, and then it had to be changed to the Qualcomm. Or actually, then yeah, it was still it was Qualcomm then. Yeah, <laughs> way old Jack Murphy Stadium. <laughs> so. But you know, but it's interesting. You know, as a candidate,
0: you're advocating for fiscal responsibility, for prioritization of um, you know funding, um, and I mean, th- that's a great message. It's a message I support but that's a hard one to sell because everyone wants stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. and, if you, and if you're a candidate, you're like, we're going to build a community center and we're going to fix a spoiler road and we're going to, you know, do this and that. Well, it,
1: that's, that's the thing, though. Yeah. The, the council, by and large, gets a pass on the fiscal conservative side of things and that they're doing the build things at the same time, right? Yeah. You can't, Well, you they, really can't have both, especially if you go into a deficit.
0: Right. now, <laughs> Now, I think, you know, to a large degree, they're resting on the laurels of, the great work that's been done by the predecessors who've always Absolutely. towed the line and have Absolutely. been been uh you know very prudent yeah um I give credit to the council for willing to spend some of the reserves well, on certain it, high priorities.
1: My budget review suggested that we could definitely yeah, go down, you, and, and it was like I said, our suggestion was not with the community center in mind. That was—I don't think that was even on the top five of our list. Um, that, yeah, the priorities changed. I think, especially when when, when money comes available, and yeah. it was—I think—seven million that they took. Yeah, that that's a big project. So yeah, I is. get it. I, I understand. But, but until
0: it, until it goes into deficit
1: until that time happens, there won't be any urgency to fix it. Well, and that's that's really the rub of things is, you know, at that point I said there are those hidden things and I'll explain it in a second. That's that's too late. Oh you yeah. Know? That we're at the point you're in the deficit, that's two points past where you needed to be concerned. And um, that's exactly you know, right. we have some big ticket items. Like I said, Poway Center for the Performing Arts that will need to be done even before we could get rid of it and off it. You know, wash our hands. Like I guess suggested maybe that doesn't happen. So it continues to be an ongoing fu- funding issue. But either way, that's four million plus the ongoing yeah. cost. Um, Espola Road i will be conservative and say let's say we have to only add two million and we get to get most of our money back, okay, two million, so we're at six million um <coughs> and then you look at the big ones of um you know we have a bill that's being forced onto us down the road um for a sediment issue down in a lagoon. That needs to be reconstructed. And, and, you know, it goes with the five uh, communities that all feed into that. Um, and we're one of them. But our bill is six to eight million dollars for that or conservatively six to eight million dollars for that. And that's coming up in the next few years. That'll be has to be fixed by 2035. And so the, the that's, I think, end of phase one of it fixing. And then so there's there, phase two. And of there's it the fixing. whole pension thing. Oh, yeah, and yeah, that doesn't yeah, get into pension. Yeah, that doesn't yeah, get into. Yeah. You know, so and, and you know looking at that that's worth 14 million. There's 14 million almost, 14 million right now set aside for the community center. Right. to build a building that's smaller than exists now. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, for me it's it's a no-brainer. Scrap that. Maybe don't fully scrap that, but Really look at renovation, i mean i 've suggested it tons and tons of times, and I'm, I know the comment to this from council is we 've looked at all options and we 're not going to consider renovation right now
0: yeah, yeah. that 's always been we're, the line is that they i 've always heard that the the building has gone too far south
1: that yeah. makes renovations almost a, a futile exercise yeah it, 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 it kind of grates at me, so when I was in the Navy, nuclear power is what I did um, we have a very very rigorous preventative maintenance schedule.
0: Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, of course. So for me to Navy say... <laughs> and nuclear?
1: Yeah, hardcore. <laughs> for, for me to say, oh, we... Uh, yeah, that building's too far gone. It's only 30 years old. Do you know how old the ships get in the Navy? <laughs> uh, somebody wasn't doing something. Somebody was gun-decking maintenance, but, as they'd say, you know, or something. That-
0: Government works that way in a lot of ways. I mean, how often do you well, see a, the Navy's uh,
1: government though? Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I get it. No, but, but like, <laughs>
0: think about stadiums, for example. Yeah. You know, like well, they last longer than thirty years. No, so. some of them, like the they want to replace the one in Arizona, yeah. where uh, the where the Diamondbacks play, and that thing's only about twenty years old.
1: Yeah. Well, I, and so to me, stadiums is a, an interesting. I'd say it's a good analogy because in that case, it's cities trying to bring in revenue which maybe we're, we're trying to bring in revenue by having this shining yeah. beacon. And that, um, never, that never pencils out, by Never the way. pencils out. Right. Exactly. That's why it's a good yeah. analogy, like yeah. I said. But, it, you know, scrap it and have the newest, latest, and greatest. Because if you're the one with the newest stadium on the list of stadiums, you either have the oldest stadium, and you get that, yeah. or you have the newest stadium. Everyone in between is just the stadiums in between and yeah. moving on, right? right. So. So I I totally see that as why we need to build the community center. I disagree, though, because I think we can get far better served by something like a renovation or or waiting.
0: And I think you're going to. Excuse me. uh, You're going to have a challenge. um, Well, I mean, how do I phrase this? (laughs) I think. In order to make this a successful point for you, you're going to have to be able to sell the community on the positive nature of it,
1: well, you know. And, and that, that, like I said, I don't think I'll get the chance. I think they will have already knocked down the building by then. My hope is that the on time on budgets yeah, claim you, is oh. actually true, because this could be built by the time the election happens. If it's not on time and on budget, and it's already knocked down, I mean, what?
0: But, but, but you're you're in an interesting spot because yeah, you're right. By the time you're elected, it may be too late. I hear you. But given that you're announcing so early. Okay. I, well,
1: cuz I want to comment on things so, like so, this. So <laughs> you
0: can put you can go on the record right out of the gate saying what you believe, not only on a fiscal perspective that it's not affordable, but you can say these three other things are higher priorities and this is where our budget should go. Okay. And you put it all on the table. Okay. Now let's pretend we get down to 2020 and all of a sudden the building's blown up and then everyone starts looking at the budget and they say, oh my gosh, there's a deficit. You can say, Told you so. <laughs> yes, you can, I and mean, you can say I'm 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 the prophet. I I saw this coming, um, and
1: this is why I'm more trustworthy um, as a city councilman. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and I think that's that's to me the big picture. Like I said, transparency. You know, the objective truth. I have a feeling that it. You know, you were saying what's the reason. I think they've got lost in the weeds. They they have this vested interest because it's something that's been on that plate for so long so that they, they just give up. feel that, oh, <laughs> it's just, I just want to get that done. I Close mean, Close the deal. <laughs> I, to, to that point, Tina's last meeting, Tina White, you know, yeah. leaving. Last meeting. Such a great job. I know you had this outpost on your plate and it was the thing you had to get done. I don't understand why those are your defining moments. I mean, your career should be your defining moment and how you maintained us as this wonderful city. Yeah, Yeah, there's those things on there. But to me, I want the record of we didn't go into a deficit. We maintained being a fiscally conservative uh, community and we addressed big things fire um hopefully water doesn't become a bigger issue and i see it becoming one um the roads um poway road corridor study or sorry now it's the poway road specific plan yes um the poway road specific plan for the most part says no setbacks so yeah so now poway road is two lanes and we're gonna put a thousand houses thousand units on poway so you road you can never expand it can't ever expand it now yeah that's that's a terrible idea I'm point blank. Now, do I want a three lane highway in Poway? No. Mira Mesa Boulevard. Exactly. That, yeah. That's that. You know, if you want to look at how this can go good or bad, the the there's there's no good of when you pack a whole bunch into a small area, but the bad would be Mirror Base of Boulevard. I guess the good could be like how Escondido did two one ways, kind of. Oh, like Center City Parkway, Center City Parkway, that, and Valley Parkway, yeah, yeah,
0: with that grass area in the middle. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of nice.
1: And they have buildings kind of on both sides, and it means but, you have to like go in a certain way.
0: But you'd have to have like huge eminent domain to
1: take a lot of that private well, property. Where are you going to build the second road is the, the probably the number one question. And, you know, I can guarantee you nobody wants to know the answer to that. I have an answer. You know, oh, yeah, nobody uh, wants to know the answer to that. The though. second road? Like something to go parallel so, with so highway Road. you have community, uh, sorry, Center City Parkway goes one way. Yeah. And then the other road is valley coming out until they combine again. So you have two one-way roads, one way in, one yeah. way out, and buildings between them. Ah, uh, okay. So that's Escondido layout, right? Now, and it's, for the most part, 2 story, Very similar to what we should be doing, although I think we're going to three or four stories. Yeah, we are. <sighs> yeah, 45-foot limit that they allowed, 47 feet and a half. Anyway, um, but, yeah, there to be like that, to have the good, right, we'd need another road. The only existing road is Matate. I absolutely would not want that ever to be a through fare for anybody. They've used it for emergencies and it was a nightmare. And now you're going to make a one-way road through a residential neighborhood because, what, you made Poway Road terrible? (laughs) <laughs> wasn't wasn't there a plan like a long time ago I think it was
0: at the the road that the, um the city hall is on is that civic center civic center wasn't that going
1: they, they like, to extend like through the community park through the community park I think they've sold most of the land for any ability to do that though now so oh. so then yeah then the next op- opportunity would be Matate and that would and already goes to Tamarado and goes to community but I mean again I would not uh, that ever would, want that that would <laughs> set off uh, District four. Yeah. Yes. Everyone would go nuts <laughs> on that one. Not everyone. District four for sure. Yeah. Some people be like, it doesn't matter. I don't drive down Poway Road. I've heard that comment. Yeah. That's true for some people for sure. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. It's all interesting. You know, there, there's a lot going on in this decision. And um, does the city have the infrastructure to support it? Um, yeah. But, um,
1: you know, the horses have left the barn. Yeah, just, in a lot of ways, yes, yeah. and and that's that's the scary thing. Like I said, those costs I just listed are off budget items. So you, you can look at our budget, see how close we are to almost being in a deficit. So if they're off and they're bu- not even on the budget yet.
0: So if they're off budget, how are they? Do they have a revenue stream attached to them,
1: or no? So they're, community they're, centers on the budget, right. but I mean. There's no plan currently to figure out this six to eight million for the sediment issue. There's no plan for the four million that we're going to have to figure out for.
0: Oh, uh, they just kick the can down the road. We'll worry about that later, right? <laughs> right? Is that what they're doing, basically?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If it's not in the budget, we can stick our head in the sand. We don't have to acknowledge that. Yeah. But like I said, we're a city. Ten, twenty, decade view, not two right. year view. Yeah. So,
0: you know, it's interesting. It's. You can see the problem coming, but the problem isn't here yet. That, yep. that that's going to be challenging
1: for you as a candidate. Yeah. Um, well, it, it, to me, it's it's the same problem as the billion dollar bond you brought up. We see that problem coming. I mean, that's yeah now for sure, right? Yeah. When it happened, we might have been bamboozled, but now we see this coming. Do everything you can now to hopefully address that. You know, as best you can what can we do more houses less you know more right. shared cost i guess right. but but you know that is coming it's just you can't hide from that you buy a house in Poway. i'm pretty sure that's on the agreement for the house that we'll have to pay this coming yeah. up
0: yeah that's coming starting i think 2031 i think 33 yeah, somewhere, somewhere around there yeah it's one of the other and and
1: i know with your 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 uh, mortgage is out to that point it's in there it's got to be yeah. You've know, yeah. got to disclose yeah. those kinds yeah. of things so so, yeah, you can, you can only kick the can down the road so far. You can only hide from the truth so far before it comes up. And, you know, to me, um, one of the tenets of nuclear power, and there's tons of them, I could give out nuggets of wisdom all day from that. One of the biggest things that uh, that they, they told us was, you know, the integrity thing. Do the right thing even if nobody's looking. And that goes more than just do the right thing. That means if you did the wrong thing, acknowledge it, tell people so that. They can fix the problem and then work towards a solution. Yeah. You yeah. need to have that level of transparency. And, you know, it, it was to the point they'd say, look, if you messed up, let us know you messed up. You know, we're not going to. Obviously, there are certain consequences with actions. But if you didn't maliciously mess up and you just had a mistake and you say, oh, I made this mistake. This happened here. Falling asleep on watch is not a non-malicious that's malicious <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I, was, I wasn't asking oh, no no I'm just saying like some
1: people be like well what like yeah. wh- what's a non-malicious mistake yeah. I, I mean I can give you examples you you shut the wrong switch you turned the wrong valve you yeah. did something like that notice it alert the yeah. senior watchstanders yeah. take action for the casualty you just caused yes happens <laughs> occasionally and deal with the situation. Yes, yes. That is, now, they they may remove you from watch. They want to upgrade your knowledge, make sure you understand what you did. But it isn't, a, oh, we're going to bust you down and rate and take money from you and put you in the brig. No, it's make sure your level of knowledge is there. Make sure you understand what happened. Make sure you can stand watch proficiently, and this was, was a one-time thing, and move on. Right. That's it. That's right. And so – so that really, I think that mindset, like you said, they're too embarrassed about certain things. I, I think that's the wrong mindset. We need to handle these things. We need to address them. We need to acknowledge mistakes if we've made them. Confront and we need to the brutal facts. Confront the brutal facts, yes. <laughs> it, the uncomfortable truth is, yeah, you know. Yes. And, you know, that may be the unpopular opinion because you're concerned about votes. Uh, let me be the first to say, I will not hide behind something because I'm concerned about votes. Will happen. It's it's not my character. It doesn't matter how bad the thing is. If it's happened, we need to address it because right. the only way you, you said it yourself. You know, the that sunlight's the best disinfectant. Yes, I yes. Think one of, I think there was a two or three podcasts ago. You said. Well, that. Well, you were a loyal listener or viewer. Uh, maybe. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it is so true. You yes. know, uh, and and to go to that point. Um, <sighs> I don't have a person that said this quote, and I've Googled it, so don't think my Google foo isn't good enough. Google somebody foo. might, somebody, somebody <laughs> might have it for me, you know, in the comments or something. But, um, but I've heard somebody say, or somebody in the history say, "Tyranny or privacy is the curtain behind which tyranny thrives."
0: Oh, so I never heard that quote before. But that's a good
1: one. If we're forcing these things to be these private, hidden, secretive yeah. things. That's how we get corruption and tyranny.
0: Well, I think we're seeing that in D.C. right now, aren't we? Well, uh, maybe. That's <laughs> definitely Ooh. with our A.G. Um, oh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're right. You know, because um, when there is transparency, then there's trust building that occurs. Absolutely. And and you can't get away with shenanigans as easily. It yeah. still exists. Yeah. But when it's
1: private, that's when the backroom deals happen. Yeah. And so, so you—, yeah. you- you mentioned this, and, and I want to I wanna make this point, because so, you know we talked about a lot of, I'd say little things dealing with the budget, and you, you said, how do, we, how do we really fix that? I honestly think the only way to move forward from where we're at to in my opinion, restore the trust, because if we hit that deficit and then all those bills come up, yeah. that trust is blown. We're, yeah yeah, we're trying to repair and pick up pieces. The only true way forward. Is for our city to finally, and I don't know the reasons. I'm sure they're out there. Finally, have an official elected treasurer. Who? Interesting person, completely responsible for our money. You, you know, they are the ones that uh, the budget review would essentially go to. And uh-huh. They're the ones that would write the bo- that sign the check that goes to the community center or go guys deficit two years what are you doing right they're that elect- they're the accountable elected official singularly responsible now the first treasurer i feel so bad for him because i mean you have to make sense of all of these different funds and where the money is mm-hmm. and loans that may be not paid back and the whole gamut well, of things But why would the city
0: council be held accountable you
1: know for you the finances uh, they they should be, right? right. Yeah. yeah. But you have only two of them and then wait two more years and then two of them. And so then you forgot the last two years so or So the treasurer whatever. be like every two years? I believe we could do four years or two years or yeah. recalls or whatever. Interesting. But I, I would say that the treasurer – so my way of doing it would be mayor and then the treasurer's on the off two years. Okay. So you have essentially the two biggest responsibilities. Yeah. The mayor is our face and the treasurer is our money. Every election, the master of coin. Are you a there fan you of go. Game of Thrones? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so so on a yeah. small council. Um, yeah, right on. Okay, so, so good. That, good. That is that is you know if I, if I could. That's what we would. That's
0: do. An, that's an innovative idea, and I know that's an interesting one to bring to the people, mm-hmm. because you know what you're saying is is that you want to prioritize fiscal responsibility and and, and it's and make it transparent. It's,
1: it's a a a hard prioritization. You go that route, you're you're not getting rid of or hiding behind anything anymore. It is yeah. all out there because that person's job is now tied to that. And you know, I'm sure the the comment is, "Wait, you want to fix our budget by electing somebody that we have to pay?" I'm sure that that comment will come yeah. up. Well, remember, we talked about PCPA, Poway Center for the Performing Arts. That's four hundred thousand dollars a year. I, I I think we can afford a treasurer with that. Um, let's see. We have right now, and I'm not saying that these people don't do work by any means. So, but mm-hmm. looking at our city staff, we have an economic development director, uh, assistant city manager, a city manager, and a few other. That if you look at it, all of those roles haven't existed until the mm, last decade or so, some of those were recently sort of created. Right. And their roles really, I mean, now they have them defined. And I think if you look at the org charts, they kind of branch out. And so they aren't overlapping, but those should be overlapping roles in, in some perspectives. So is there room for a, a treasurer? Absolutely. I think well, what
0: What per- percentage of the city's operating budget goes to compensation for employees? It's got to be a really high percentage. It's actually um, the school district's over 80%. Oh man, I, have, I, I don't have the budget in front of me. That's a good yeah. question. I don't know off the top of my because head. Because you could make some arguments that I mean, because if you're going to if you're going to optimize the budget or trim the budget or whatever what term you want to use, People are involved. Oh, absolutely. You know? and, and,
1: and I agree. It is probably the but biggest cost. I mean, half of our budget's fire and safety. Yeah. so that, That's mostly people. That's mostly people. And yeah. that doesn't count the city staff. And that doesn't count yeah. city council. City so it's going to be a general, matter of ultimately
0: but. of prioritization mm-hmm. and then making those tough calls and saying, this is a higher priority than that. Yes. And it's one, two, three, four, and mo- maybe number four we can't do. Well, to me,
1: it's. You get that treasurer. You get objective, third-party objective, not unified council view objective. Mm-hmm. Right now, should, do you you could argue should a council have a uh, always unified view? No, they should each have their own ideas and opinions. That does not seem to be the case. We always have a unanimous decision. So, an objective third party accountable to only the voters and the budget. They, the council doesn't order them around. They're the budget, and here is priority list. And if the council says, no, we're not going to vote on that, then that reflects on council, right? So, so the, for example, treasurer says, we should not do the community center. We should focus on Espolda Road, and we should figure this Poway Center for the Performing Arts out. And council says, we're not listening to you. We're going to spend this money and go into a deficit. Treasurer goes, announcement we're going to a deficit your council has decided and uh, you know (laughs) there you're elected. i'm not not. (laughs) i i i have let them know here are the numbers here's how bad it will be so there you go people and then we go whoa It, it it's that extra accountability i mean do you believe the the random guy in the blue shirt that gets up there and says how dare you guys have this deficit coming or do you believe an elected official who goes You guys really want to go into a deficit over a community center? It's a lot more weight behind it, and I think that accountability starts really ratcheting It's an
0: innovative idea. I think it's something that would be good for you to really kind of flesh out because um, that's a differentiating opportunity for you depending on who chooses to step up and compete with you. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the school, di- I, I go back because I know a little bit about the school district and um, they're like a- always in deficit situations. And then when you start talking about trimming expenses, you know, people start shrieking, oh, um, gosh, yes. you know, and so at some point it's going to have to come to that because well, you, you can't increase revenue. I mean, you can't a little depending on what <laughs> happens with the Poway Road thing, but, Ultimately, you've got to control expenses. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, there's like, I think John Mullen says it best. You know, I can give people credit, right? Uh, Of course, yeah. You have two ways to address the budget bring more money in, trim or spend less. Yes. Those are the only two ways you adjust it. And, you know, you brought up the the school district. They are very well known, I won't say notorious, because. Well, I mean, it is bad in this case, but they spend money they don't have. And and it's not that that they don't have it in that moment, but they will do uh, something to say, we're going to allot this money for whatever, except we don't have that money on the books next year. That was one-time fees. Right. (laughs) Whoops. Yes. And then they're in a deficit, right? Yes. That's very Um, true. We're pretty much doing that right now. We had reserves. We took most of that reserves that we said that so we could drop down to our new reserve level to put towards the community center. And this year we had a bunch of one time fees because of land sold for another development off Highway Road. And we put that towards the community center. And now we're sitting there, you know, I, I mean looking at the numbers, I think we're hundreds of thousands short of a deficit right now or somewhere in that neighborhood. It's but but at least close. at least one time fee one time
0: revenue surges are aligned with one-time expenses.
1: Mm. I mean, as long as we can say that there will be no more costs, which yeah. I don't think we have the full budget accounted for yet on the community center. Mm. I think they're still short, and that doesn't account for surprises. Yeah, well, the, well, yeah, like a spa, you know, yeah. like, oops. oops you know? Exactly, oops, <laughs> is, and this could be a big oops, you know. Right. But, uh, something I've heard recently, speaking of oops, is uh, Poway Road, uh, you know, the uh, the outpost. Have you driven by there lately? Um, I
0: know they're digging, and I know they, they are doing digging. Yeah, um, but I don't know any specifics. Can you so, share? Yeah, I, mean, it, I drive by it got, every day because they got that fence you oh, can't see through. Yeah. So maybe you've been snooping
1: around. So. Uh, I, I, I drive by it every yeah. day, pretty much. So it's interesting because it started strong, digging tons of trucks in yeah. and out, movement, and then it tapered off quite a bit. You know, Did they discover something. Well, there were a lot of residents who said, hey, power irrigation was here because of the water table. Did you guys account for the water table? Uh, from what I've heard, like I said, rumor, grapevine, yeah. workers that are at the site. Yeah. You know, either way, they have hit water at 11 feet. Well, you know, our uh, <laughs> our local
0: scientist, Pete Neald, has commented on this. He mentioned that when he was running for office that, you know, it's a, you know, it's a, what's the word for it? We're the not a floodplain, but where the water naturally will flow. The water table, yeah. Yeah, The The water table,
1: And he was concerned that that was going to happen. Yeah, well, and here's the thing. So at 11 feet, I mean, math's here. um, 11 feet is where supposedly they hit water. Like I said, this is rumor and conjecture. Okay. Um, They have to go to 27 feet. That's not a rumor. That's what they have to go to to get two stories underground. Um, So if they hit it at 11 feet, that's... a good 16 feet left to go that's over half left to go to figure out how far you know they need to go down well here's the bigger concerns for me on top of continuous pumping to try to get the water out of there not have the big well of (laughs) how um you have a more pressing issue of um well what are they attributing this to and did our environmental studies account for it that's it's kind of big to me you know we're talking about sediment in a lagoon costing us millions. I don't want this. But to they
0: be. they did the environmental impact study before, but they were surprised. Did, when they, did they account
1: for? That's what I mean. Did they yeah, account for yeah, this? Uh, yeah. If not, then maybe we need to get a new firm to do that next time. I. Uh, don't have all the answers. But how would you solve the problem? I mean, because the water table, the water is constantly seeping. So, so that I think that their current uh, take on it is because of the recent rains that it's a lot higher than it should be. Oh, I, I buy that. I would, to a degree. A sixteen feet is a lot of water. I do not think we've had sixteen feet of rain. <laughs> okay,
0: <laughs> but that's kind of you know like downhill a little bit, right? From sure. other parts of town.
1: And, and that's what I mean. I could buy it to a certain extent but I have a feeling that end of the well, you day you should go find out
0: you know I mean we're conjecturing you're just driving by C- can you like show up at the site or snoop uh, around I don't know who
1: would talk to me there but I can definitely or go to ask the, around or go and,
0: yeah go to the city hall find out I mean you've got how much of a runway here on your on your campaign yeah you yep. could be digging around snooping
1: around well, turning over rocks well that's what I mean the, the things the things I've heard are you know the the expected cost to dig 2 million dollars and because of the unexpected things, there are maybe 4 million beyond that. So
0: you have, like, little birds out there well, that, I, are, that I, are telling you. You this know, Varys, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> little birds.
1: So You get your information. I get my information. And oh, more often than not, it's true. I mean, uh, th- let's be honest. I, yeah. I, I was not surprised about an announcement well, for Supervisor.
0: <laughs> well,
1: okay, yeah. I think you – I remember I
0: talked to you once. I think it was at the uh, – the forums in the last debate, I think it painted rock, and I think yep. you you pulled me aside. I remember because it was I think it was the first time you and I had a conversation that was more than a handshake, <laughs> and uh, you said that you kind of made a prediction, mm-hmm. and it was like you know you're like Johnny Carson with the Swami thing. So um, yeah, I, I think you have a unique opportunity because you've you've announced so early. Yeah. that you can be active in the community. You could be holding press conferences. You could be uh, really doing some things and have so much uh, momentum built, so much more n- n- exposure, name recognition. That okay. when
1: your competitors announce, you'll be ahead of them. Yep, including the incumbent. Yeah, that's 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 kind of why I took the opportunity. You know, it, it, to me, it's if. The council has said this, I'm pretty sure, uh, a number of times. And I've, I mean, I've talked to them privately and you know, met with most of them. Uh-huh. Um, and so the, the, the comment about incumbent advantage isn't – they don't feel it's an incumbent advantage. It's that they're always in the spotlight. Yeah. I said, well, yeah. well it's that, true. that is an advantage. But why can't I turn that into an advantage for me? You know, I, I'm going to run. Why not be that person that other choice now so that that same spotlight that's on them when they make a decision, I can say that's not a decision I would stand by and I would be the willing to, you know, be the 4-1 vote if that's what it came to or whatever, you know, and here's the reasons. And then, you know
0: seeing those reasons come up but but the beauty of modern technology is that you can host a podcast and then you can share (laughs) and and create an audience for yourself and so there's so much you can do i'm serious
1: yeah yeah i mean i I don't know i got i have a a zoo at home so i don't know about finding a room for well then maybe you you
0: can check in here at the john riley project periodically
1: (laughs) i I may do that i may do that yeah the the, the invitation is always on the table (laughs) all right um you know one thing though they, they. if that water thing is true, how does concrete dry when it's wet? Yes. Yeah. That's the scary thing to me is they're well, talking about two stories underground and three stories above it. And if it's a water table issue and they're hopefully pumping and everything well, else. Well, they're, they're professionals,
0: right? you, you got to figure that they're yeah, going to do the Dam right.
1: was professionals, too, when they had a concrete issue that was very similar.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But, I, you know, that was 100 years ago, right? I, well, almost 100 years ago. Um, <laughs> but uh, – I think find out what's up with that water table thing, and find out if that you know confirm it. Yeah, you know, trust but verify, right? Uh, yes. So, so go ver- go verify. I will and, and see what we learn. Um, yeah, but um, who, who's but is that on the city's dime that's paying for this? No, no, We're yeah, because it's a private
1: thing, yes, right? Absolutely, and yeah, and you know, I would be the first person in line to you know have the pitchforks or whatever if the city decided to start. Spending money on that, especially yeah, given the, yeah. the deficit talk we just had. You know, if we're starting to throw money at this yeah, private so that, thing well, because of whatever. That would be corporate welfare. That would be. It'd be. It'd Cronyism. Be bad. Cronyism. Yeah. I mean, it, well, you, you were here during the election. You saw the, the outpost thanked every single council member that is currently there, including Kalen, yeah, for their, their efforts. So for the council to throw a kickback at them would be probably more on the illegal side of things actually yeah 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 well
0: (laughs) that doesn't you can get away with that in dc apparently we're not Uh, in dc i know i know i know we'll we'll find out
1: what's going on i think it'd be interesting to learn yep um hmm you know like i said there's a lot of thought provoking things and my perspective is you have the truth and as a city we can't get so focused on you know one our own legacy whatever that may be we have to focus on the future at large decades from now um because a year or two is a blink in the eye of this city you know we've been here for almost 40 years next year's 40 years and from where we were 40 years ago to today is nine day difference as far as poway road poway in general and the the you know growth even is nine day difference so in another 40 years where are we gonna be and you know if we're not thinking about that now and we're sitting here like well we can kick the can down the road two or three years for a budget item that's yeah doesn't fit in our budget now that's it's not the way to do things you know I think right. we need to at the very least acknowledge it and you know maybe we say we don't know the final number so we're not going to plan around it right now because we don't know the final number fair enough that's completely fair we also don't know about one time incomes we may get between now and then well, totally fair arguments but you need to acknowledge it and not go oh, whew, got under <laughs> with 200,000 this year yeah. we're good next year N- no i uh, don't think we will be that that statement doesn't fly for very long you know so you got to you got to take the big picture view and if 10 years from now it says we're going to be 2 million in a deficit every single year or more Maybe we should do something now so that that doesn't happen, you know, and houses arguably does do that. The, the Poway Road specific plan should hopefully address some of those issues. I just don't agree with the uh, the height, the no setbacks, you know, little things to mm-hmm. me, little things. Poway is a community that was characterized by not having skyscrapers. You know, have you ever been to uh, Hawaii? Yeah. Hawaii specifically, actually. Kauai? Kauai. No, I have not. Kauai has an interesting uh, rule uh, for uh, a number. Actually, it might be an island rule. I'd have to look. But no building can be taller than a coconut tree. (laughs) And if you drive through it, 100%. There's no skyscrapers anywhere at all on there. that's a funny rule. It, it, but hey, you know we had 35 feet. Coconut yeah. trees can get pretty tall, so we're we were pretty close to that with you know like hospital yeah. exceptions yeah. and minor things. So, so we were essentially a mini Kauai, one of my favorite places to go. But now we're starting to look more like a mini downtown San Diego, which is <laughs> less my favorite place to go. <laughs> What, what is your favorite thing about Poway? What do you love oh, the most man. in this city? So, you know, Poway has, I mean, always, as far back as I can remember, always had a unique sense of character. You know, whenever people would ask where I'm from, I, I in being in the Navy, you start um, from America, right? You know, yeah, America. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, in four countries, you know, yeah. it could be anywhere, yeah. right? So, but, you know, sometimes I, I wouldn't even think about it. I'd be like, oh, I'm from Poway. And it's actually impressive number is that California Southern California and I'm like whoa I mean we're in we're in Hong Kong yeah like, how do you yeah know where th- yeah. oh I have relatives they live in North County oh okay that's uh-huh. yeah. alright yeah. I mean, I, normally it's America uh, California and then narrow down so, Southern California and just yeah. keep narrowing it down but no they, they sometimes just I know where that is and I'm like Nice. I, I grew up in Mira Mesa. Well, yeah, that's yeah. Practically our yeah, neighborhood, yeah, you know. Yeah, so yeah. It's it's amazing how small of a world it is at yeah. those times. But it, you know, the fact that we have that that impact, you know, and I can't say good or bad, what's what's thought of us, you know, whether we're those those snobs or whether we're those the those weirdos out in the country, the city in the country, right? You know, I, I don't know. But they knew and to us to me it was always you know all the people that I've known from Poway it's always you know that sense of pride I guess you could say you know Titan pride of Poway High School right so it's that we're from Poway we represent Poway you know lots of very interesting things you know the the wrestling legacy when I was there at Poway High School which at that point was undefeated and a few years later we had the one defeat um, you know but all of that goes into what our community is and then where our people go and how they come back. And, you know, a lot of people I know want to come back to our community. Yeah, they do. You know, we're the small town in the big city. Yeah. And and you don't really see that. You either have small town and the small town or you have the big city and that that's it. You know, we're in that, that perfect little balance where you can drive – not very far to get to a, a reasonably large city. Not, to, I'm not even talking yeah. Mira Mesa. I mean, Carmel yeah. Mountain. Yeah. Um, or you can go to downtown. That's even, you know, not that far. You've got every environment you could want. You can go to the beach. You can go skiing. You can go to the desert. All of the activities within two- to three-hour drive. I mean, you can't get that pretty much anywhere else. Yeah, it's a special place. No so, so, yeah, we're in, we're in the central Place and this unique location and and that community, the community that we have, is very has this very strong character to say, you know, we define ourselves by saying we we are Poway. That's that is us. You know, we don't, we don't have to say, oh, I'm from some small town you might have never heard of. No, we're from Poway. Yeah, but if you haven't know, heard of it. That's your problem. But <laughs> unfor- unfortunately, now people uh, do know our name. Oh, they know it a lot it, more, and, and, yeah. and you know, and not the not the best ways. And you know. That's that goes to you know like I said campaign. Something I would hope for is that we can develop more inclusivity in Poway um, because while we have that strong character, Poway also is very resistant to any negative blemishes on that Poway. You know, we we want Poway to be this this gleaming prideful thing, and you know. It has problems, we have issues. we had the the swastika during christmas yeah, yeah, we, we had um the the recent attack we had um you know we've had the issues at schools um, we have issues i mean you could say school district and city two yeah. separate things, but it's all part of the culture it's the it's it's the, the culture and yeah. the community and yeah. w- and when you start to suggest that maybe we need to reflect. There's a real resistance there um, to say, you know, no, no, we don't have anything wrong. We're Poway. We're better than this. OK, being better than this is saying, hey, I acknowledge my mistakes. I acknowledge my problems and I work to resolve them. You're only as strong as your weakest link. And if your weakest link you're ignoring, it's going to get weaker and weaker. That's right. And so to acknowledge it and go, oh, yes, we need to patch this up, work through this, make this better be more inclusive, be be even better, more outreach, more helpful, more. I mean, we have great volunteers. We have a great community. We have all these great things. But to take it that extra step, you know, we're not the number one city in California. Maybe we want to be. But why don't we strive for number one? What are we missing that's making us not be number one? Let's start dealing with those issues. If it's petty crime. okay, let's deal with petty crime. If it's we're not diverse and or not inclusive enough. Let's deal with that. Maybe it's homelessness. Let's deal with that, you know, and it's not, let's ship them out for homelessness. It's not, let's build a shelter in Poway. You know, those are the extremes here. I'm saying Poway doesn't deal with its issues. It offloads them. It outsources them. And in this case, you know, we pay, I think Escondido for homeless services, how how's a homeless person going to get from here to Escondido? I mean, they don't have a, maybe they have a car. Some do live in their cars, but you know, if they have nothing that you're going to have them walk to Escondido, walk to downtown San Diego to get the services. We need the resources available. And that's what, you know, having an outreach center, having um, a diversity center, having these things in Poway that are available to the community. I think, you know, we could go those extra steps to make Poway have that yeah. more wholeness. And, and those would be wonderful things, but if, if the city has to fund
0: them, <laughs> and, and then we, got, we go back, well, back to the budget again.
1: Hey, well, we talked about community center. Community center is big. It's going to shrink. If we kept it big, maybe we could fit some of those things in those rooms. Yeah, maybe. You know, I, I see um, underutilization happening, and I think that as a city, we could do a better job with our, our – Utilization of buildings and then our maintenance of buildings, mm-hmm. renovation all of these things to save costs and Once you start saving those costs, uh, a treasurer would love that i 'm sure, but then you can start looking at all right, why do we need to build a new building for the diversity center right? We could fit the diversity center as you know this building that already exists right here or this room in this building here. Yes, you have to come to city hall, but this is the diversity center in city hall. Whatever it may be, you know, not having it is bad, but not even acknowledging it or putting a room towards it or, you know, anything. You know, there can be steps. It can be small steps. Start with a room. Start with a handout. I mean, anything. Here's the resources. Here's the numbers to contact. I don't know if that flyer exists at City Hall. Maybe it does. I'd hope it does. I'm going to hope for the best for our city. That's something that Kaylin Frank talked about on my podcast I had with her.
0: Was trying to bring all those resources, like the county-level resources, and and
1: publicly make them
0: available to Poway residents. Yep.
1: And, 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 you know, for me, my measure, my litmus test for that is, does anybody know about them? Can anybody point to where to go to? City Hall, okay. But if you've been to City Hall— there's a lot of city hall to go wandering down. Yeah. Yes, you can ask, but you know I've been to the city clerk. You can't say it's the city clerk; they do not have it right now. Uh, whatever today is, <laughs> if they have it tomorrow, I'm going to be uh, surprised. But you know, they do not have it right now to say this is all of the numbers. These are the contacts they have. City stuff to say this is you know some contacts within the city and some things within the city, but it's not. Here are the services for Escondido where we pay for xyz service you know um so I, I think that community outreach definitely is lacking here um and it goes to transparency you know There could more be done and i think that's that's our big first step is could more be done to make the community as a whole feel like they're getting all of the details you know i tell somebody hey you know they're gonna raise your water rates what they sent you something in the mail Oh, I didn't look at that. (laughs) Well, I I can't make you read your mail, but, you know, was that enough is my question. Okay, yeah, it was in the chieftain. Yeah, it was mailed out. What are we going to have people knock on doors? No, you don't have to go absolutely crazy. But if you made it so it had point blank up front, we call it the the bottom line up front, right? (laughs) Bottom line up front, your rates will go up. Yes, no, or no, if you don't want this. I think we'd have a lot more responses. Now, that goes to income, right? We, uh, we lose the ability to raise water rates. We lose the ability for water-related projects. We lose the ability to, uh, I guess, currently pay back into our reserve that we had in water. Um, so all, all
0: money is fungible, right? You can swap it around. Yeah. And so when they raise water rates, it's kind of like a way to increase taxes without really saying that.
1: Yes as long as you can in any way tie it to water yeah and they can mm-hmm. they can get creative they they do and yeah. that's the fungibility of the whole thing and 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 to me that's that's where the treasurer comes in you you uh tighten down on that a, a whole bunch to where you know this you made a loan from this to this now this one paying back this one paying back this one which hasn't made it to the <laughs> point where it can pay back this one yet is the reason we haven't paid it back.
0: That's like the game Mousetrap.
1: Yeah. You you lose it in the details, and you're like, oh, I think we paid it back. Did we? I don't know. Whatever. Here's
0: another kind of fun question (laughs) to ask you. So um, we've been talking about the city government. We've been talking a little bit about the culture and community of Poway. I asked you, what did you love about Poway? You gave Mm -hmm. me a good answer. Give me a pet peeve, okay? (laughs) And it could be, like, something really trivial that just irks you.
1: Mm i'm sure i can come up with a list uh, you, uh, you
0: probably mentioned some already in the podcast but you I, know i have a, but a supr- couple of surprise me on
1: something uh, so so a, a one that uh comes up a lot like i said i drive down poway road every day pretty much i mean i have to it's yeah 30. yeah i'm on poway road if yeah. i want to get out of poway yeah that's it um the the thing that i see a lot of lately that just drives me up the wall is people running red lights really yes and, and it's not blatant like, oh, we stopped, traffic's going, I'm going to weave my way. No, it's the continuous turning from Poway to Community or... Oh, that. Pa- and then to they, to they,
0: they create the blockage of they traffic? Create,
1: you create the blockage, which, you know, let, let's let all go back here to Driver's Ed. You do not enter the intersection unless you have a clear path through the yeah, intersection. That's exactly right.
0: <laughs> yes, it is Driver's Ed. I so, remember that.
1: <laughs> and, and, and to me, the the biggest thing that i have uh i've learned and there's a lot of car statistics i don't want to bore people with car statistics but driving faster generally won't get you there faster because it's most of the time things like stoplights that that affect your path in those cases where you're running the light to make the next light or whatever that all in the wash is maybe 30 seconds you save. yeah i i I believe that yeah but even more so the the bigger one is if you're doing something to let's say speeding to make that light or something crazy like that is uh it's the math of that it is crazy so let's say you were going i don't know 70 miles an hour and you had to stop so you slam on your brakes guy next to you exact same car weight everything going 100 slams on his brakes you stop an inch before i don't know a poodle, something in the road. <laughs> the poodle, some, some, yeah. Some, something. <laughs> uh, grandma crossing the crosswalk. Yeah. You stop just in time, right? Yeah. How far past you, or how how fast? This is, how fast is guy next to you, m- Mythic? You going? That was going a hundred. How fast do you think they're going? And like I said, you at the exact same time at your brakes. How fast do you think they're going? Oh, like forty miles an hour, maybe. Oh, they're going over seventy still. Seventy. From 100, they've gone down to 70. Holy. The math. So long, complex equation. I'm going to make it real simple here. 70 miles an hour. We could do the force rate all this stuff. Let's just say 7 squared is 49. 10 squared is 100. Yeah. Take that 49 that stopped from the 100, and you're still with 51 instead of 49. Yeah. So you're going over 70. Wow. By... I think you're going like 71.8. If anyone wants to check my math, be my guest. It is shocking. And that's, like I said, that's 30 miles an hour. That's nothing. Always is true of those kinds of things. Think of the poodle. I know. (laughs) And that's the thing. You stopped just in time. They didn't even just, I mean, they're, they're, uh, is gone. They're just through the intersection, through the next (laughs) intersection. I mean, it's,
0: yeah. So, So, but you're right. But I, I don't think people understand. I think it's a good point to say that. If you miss a red light, so it, yeah. you know, it's, it's not going to make a big difference because yeah. you speed through it. You're going to hit the next red light.
1: Yep. Yeah. And and if you're already late to work and you're like, I'm going to rush to make money. you're not, you're going to rush to get that ticket from the police officer. You didn't see that day. And that just happened to be the one day that they couldn't, you know, those yeah. wonderful comments. Oh, it's the only day I've spent. Sure. Whatever. So that'll delay you. The light that you catch next will delay you. The the person that cuts you off will delay you. The accident you get into will definitely delay you. So is it really worth possibly making up? Like, I, I think the most I've made up, I do a 26, I think it's 26 miles drive. Um, each. It might be 24 and a half. It's yeah. ballpark, 25 yeah. miles, let's say. I drive that every day, both ways. So 50 miles a day. I think the fastest I've made it, and I'm not talking about speeding and I was trying. I'm talking about I got lucky with the green lights and everything. I think the fastest I've made it's about 30 to 35 minutes. The longest with, like, I mean, horrible traffic, car accidents, and and I have ways to avoid them. I know all kinds of back roads and small exit and go around and take some stoplights is about 45 to 50 minutes so you're talking 15 to 20 minutes yeah and and the difference is everything in my working my way to everything not working my way if you're talking your average one it's between 35 and 40 minutes that's almost every single time so do i can i make up time well i mean unless it's this extreme no i'm not going to make up time not even close it's going to be a minute or two at most and for me parking lot is a 10 minute walk from there to the building I go to, so ten minute I, walk. Yeah, that's a huge parking lot. Oh, it's a big parking lot. Yeah, well, I mean, the parking lot is back, way back behind, yeah. and if I have to go past that to the overflow one, it's a fifteen minute walk. So, yeah, from there all the way across the street through two gigantic buildings, or you know, down yeah. at least one. So, yeah, it's yeah, it's about ten minutes. I can make up more time running <laughs> than I can make up driving. You yeah. have a similar rule that I I use is that. Um,
0: and if I'm in a big parking lot, I just take the open spot. It doesn't Absolutely. matter where it is, and then I just w- walk, and I I know I'll be faster than driving around. Yep. And I remember they did a they did a piece on this. I know it was on like 2020 or 60 Minutes, and they yeah. actually had like some math professor, and he like figured it out. Yep. And um, but you yeah,
1: there's just certain things that are counterintuitive. Yep. Oh, I, I do that one, too. I, my wife hates it. I go park in the spot. Oh, there might be a spot. Up there there could be, like, five spots up there. But if there isn't, and, you know, the, the the hidden car, as I like to call it, where it's like a giant truck and yeah. there's this little tiny yeah. the, a bike in a parking spot yeah. whatever it is, it, you go, oh, no. And then you have to drive around again, and then you're even further back because that yeah. spot's yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I just take the first spot, and I'm just like, boop. Here we First go. Spot. Done. Yeah. We're here. You yeah. know? and and that doesn't mean I won't drive. But I'll do the okay. You know, kind of. Are these? Nope. Okay, we're going to the spot. Yeah. Done. and just drive back there and go. And you know, it's that saves more time, like you said. The um, but the, the speeding one to me, it's like I haven't gotten a ticket in years. I don't speed. It's you know, so the time for getting stopped to get a ticket or an accident or any of those things is vastly outweighed with just, just go to the speed limit and you're a minute or two behind where you could have sped and caught up, you know? And, and when you're talking about, like I said, being late, you're not making up 15 minutes. <laughs> were you a, Were happening. you a Boy Scout? No. Oh, well, yes, for a little while, yeah, but not, I mean, not an official Boy it, Scout. No, but, like, yeah,
0: but it's, it, I mean, some of the things you're saying, it's just, you're just very, um, what's the right word? Kind of the you know, the honest citizen, you know, <laughs> you know, you're doing the right thing and you don't get tickets. And I think it's cool. Well, it, 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 it's,
1: it's a culture thing for the, the nuclear power program. Um, I, I told you there were tenants of nuclear power. So integrity, huge one. Um, then there's verbatim compliance, which, um, it's verbatim procedural compliance. Uh, basically, if somebody says, do this, and you go, that's not the right order in the procedure. doesn't matter if they're a captain. doesn't matter if they're an admiral. If that's wrong. Sir, you're wrong. Right. Done. <laughs> scares a lot of early watchstanders. Yeah. I've done it a number of times. It is, it is an enjoyable moment when they get uh, uptight because there's that, I want to be right, even though I'm not. And, you know, I've had it to the point where they're, you know, ordering my relief and all kinds of stuff. Let me tell you, there's nothing better than the reactor officer, the highest ranking for a reactor department, and sometimes outranking the captain on the ship by time and a few other things. Uh, They're not the captain, but, you know, they would outrank them. Um, Them coming down during this because of the, you're you're not listening, and then the person that relieved you is not going to do it either because they know, (laughs) you know. And it gets you know your chief, your divo, and keeps going up, and they come down and they go, sir, your excuse, I have the watch, and you're just like, Ooh, that's going to be a bad day for that, but okay. <laughs> and, and and you know it's you're not, I'm not doing it to be malicious. There's a the thing, don't malicious co- procedural compliance is a bad thing, right? I'm saying that to protect the plant and operate the plant, you know, I've done schooling, I've done my watch standing, I've done all of these things, I've done drills, I've seen all of these different transients, I've experienced this. You've been here, you're a new J.O., and you're going to tell me to do this. If I'm telling you you're wrong, I would probably not bet against me. (laughs) Right, right, right. And and most of the time, the reactor operator is the senior watch in, in the watch room. That's what I was. I was a reactor yeah. operator. So, so it, it's it's one of those things. You don't you don't want to have that, you know. But again, questioning attitude. It's the next pillar on there. Um, because if somebody says something and you think it's wrong, you can say, uh, uh, "What what is that?" And that's the thing. I would have backup. I'd say, "You're wrong. Here's the procedure. Here's what we need to do. Well, we are not going to do that. Uh, we're okay, you know." And at that point, it's. I'm not going to violate this, so you're going to have to have me relieved. Here's the process to do that. I'm sorry. you know, can't help you with what you want to do because it's wrong. <laughs> um, but that that was another one. Um, uh, professionalism. That's a big pillar. It was one that was added. And we started with six, went to seven, but professionalism is one. Um, and so you know, all of these things kind of tied into kind of what I already had as my – what I thought my character was. But they, they reinforced that because yeah. – mm-hmm. So it's your moral code right mm-hmm. it's yes. how you go about your day and how you go about your life yes and, and you know it's been called into question on a number of occasions and it, you know for me it's it's sad because there's those that are on the, the, the side calling it into question that, that think I'm being spiteful or doing it maliciously um, at a master chief you know we're going to do this this is the way we're going to operate and I said the captain said nothing like that I have a request chip from the captain that says I can do this. Um I'm gonna use it, which is the right way to do it. I'm gonna route it through you and you know, you're not on the routing chain, but you're demanding it go to you. You know, and the the at the time, like for example, the process said three days for routing chip to go all the way up and all the way down. It was a request that had to go to the captain. It took two weeks to go to the Master Chief. And then he told me to rewrite it and I said, I'm not gonna do that. I mean it's not my fault that this took this long. I would have hand-walked it to each one of you, honestly. I, I have no problem doing that, but I'm not going to fix your mistakes. And you required all of these extra people to tell me no because you didn't want to, you know, you'd you you, you you'd bully me into the no. This was signed, you know, my I re-enlisted for a special privilege by a captain. You are a master chief. There's... It's not even close. Right. <laughs> so you're not going to tell me no unless he tells me no. And I'm fine if he tells me no. I truly am. Well, then it went past him. He had to go see the captain. The captain wasn't happy. And then his requirement that nobody get overnight liberty and a bunch of other things disappeared from the entire department. And the department loved me. He hated me forever, pretty much. Yeah. But the right thing is the right thing, you know? Right. And, and – I will stand by that, even if I'm the only one, and even if I have to deal with the blowback. I don't, you know. It's
0: well. That's (laughs) this is interesting um, because that speaks to your integrity, your um, commitment to your own set of principles, Mm -hmm. and it goes to the thing that you mentioned earlier that you're not going to do things for votes. No, you're going to do things for what you believe is the right thing. You're going to put it on the table, and if it turns out that it lost you votes that is what it is another
1: another pillar ownership I will own that that okay. was not that was not the thing that how I wanted or whatever it is those are those are great things to have on a
0: like a a handout when you're out there campaigning these are my you know my seven
1: pillars of integrity they, they were on the thing I submitted for reasons why I think I would be a good council member for the yeah. two appointments those are good because
0: those are the, those are the um
1: the ethics that we want to see in our elected leaders. I, I wholeheartedly agree. And and I think that, you know, th- th- there's things that, got, that I, I've added, but it's not really added. It's, you know, transparency isn't a new pillar. It's integrity is doing the right thing if nobody's watching. Well, if nobody's watching and nobody knows you did the right thing, this is just making sure that everybody knows what the right thing is and that you're doing that right thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's, it's just, you know, it, it's acknowledging it. And that goes back to ownership. So it's it's a combination. It's, you know, fusing these together to say this is a whole picture of what we need. And so you get from that transparency. And transparency is, you know, now you know and you can trust that your government's going to do the right I, thing. Yeah, it's about trust. It's always about trust. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Wow. Man, we have covered so much ground. How, about, <laughs> how long do you think we've been going? I uh, had no idea. I yeah. bet we have been going... At least an hour and 45 minutes. I wouldn't be surprised if we've exceeded two hours. See, I uh, so I'm gonna look. I used to wear a watch. I used okay. to. <laughs> we've been going. Oh, my God. <laughs> we've been going two hours and 45 minutes. Ooh. So I, I don't know how many of our, our loyal viewers and listeners have, have made it this far. If you've wake made up, it this far, <laughs> you're awesome. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, what else do you need to say? We should wrap this up.
1: I mean, you know, there's there's a lot out there. And to me, the biggest thing is be informed. You know, I'm I, you don't have to agree with me. I'm fine if you don't agree with me. Just like I'm fine if you don't agree with any other elected official out there or candidate running. Yeah. But do your research, you know. When you see on a ballot, and I'll give an example from the last election, something that's uh, – uh, we had the – Cage free, and then the the anti caging. I think it was Prop Twelve. I want to say or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, back going back, we we already had one of those legislations, and we passed it. So this was supposed to be more intensive. When you look at who's funding both of them, and they're both funded by essentially pro animal groups, you have to ask yourself, what are we really accomplishing here? Why why is there a pro and against? And you look at it and you're like, wait, this kind of sets us back, but then maybe bumps us forward. But in three to five years, and is it really worth it? It's crazy to me that there'd be so much money and so much invested in this. And people be like, one side's a four cage in the other side's completely free range and no cages. And I'm like, no, that's not what it says at all. Not even
0: close. No, <laughs> the, the advertisements for propositions never match with the reality
1: of what you're voting on. Yep. And, and they're and always distorted. You always have to look. I think, you know, you You'd be surprised, and and it's one follow the money, but two really understand what it says. Yeah, because if you don't understand what it's saying, you're just voting based on some I don't picture, the the flashy commercial. You could be buying something that you really didn't want to cash the check
0: for, and you know, <laughs> sadly, not all the voters do that. You know, I mean, sometimes they'll just. Re- you know they'll talk to a friend and they'll say, "Hey, who are you voting for?" Yeah, and they'll follow that. Some don't
1: do their homework. Yeah. Well, it's it's important because we have a potential new, I guess, what nickel tax possibly coming up with Sandag, uh, based on the old Sandag, but to to yeah. boost it a little bit more. Yeah. You know, it's really important to understand what that nickel's going to get us here in Poway because they just took away route. Well, they didn't just. They recently, in the last year or two, took away the routes from the Garden Road area and the the east side of Poway. That's the MTS, right? MTS mm-hmm. and, and, you know, Sandag, MTS, all of those transit things, we're not really reaping the benefits of that. No, and, you know, obviously, even if Poway all voted no and the rest of the county voted yes, we're still stuck. Yeah. But really understand that. Do we as Poway get a benefit from that? And are our representatives pushing enough that we aren't seeing any of these dimes or nickels? we got a pretty high-profile guy at a high-profile spot on Sandeg right now, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And maybe he'll be the high-profile guy that becomes a supervisor and can hopefully have our best interest. I hope. I hope so. Hopefully
0: so. So, you know, I think you have now moved into second place for the uh, longest podcast. <laughs> um, so John Carson is in first place at three hours and 15 minutes. And I think the more recent one I did with Mike Ryan, the heart of the lion, you know, we had a great conversation. I think he went two and a half hours Wow!
1: and we're approaching three. Yeah. I mean, you have so much to say. I love I, it. There, I, I think it's awesome. That's the thing. I mean, I could I can talk about the city a lot and you it's can't. not all bad it's it really isn't you know well there's a there, lot go, a lot of good going on yeah, then, but there are problems too yeah and and there there's that 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 idea that you know if i'm making a suggestion or if i'm talking that's all doom and gloom i like i said go back to that there's a potential there we have this potential to be so much better and to do so much to really drive home hey we're i don't care if we're third we're not first and even if we're first, let's set the bar so high nobody else can ever be first. I mean, right, I, I'm right. selfish. Let's make Poway the best. Yeah, you know that's what we should be doing. And you know, if we have to figure out what those items are, and we're not getting that clear picture, I mean, I want every statistic, every uh, ranking to just California Poway easy number one. You know, yeah. and, and instead it's we're, we're in the top fifty, depending on where, where we could move yeah. around a little bit depending, but we're top. Sometimes top ten, we're good. Yeah. No number one across the board. That's that's what I want. I mean, that's you know a pipe dream, but I don't think it's out of reach. I think we're one of those those uh, shining jewels, those unique places where we have people want to be here. We have education wise a great school district. Maybe not financially, yeah, but right. right. Education wise, a great school district, mm-hmm. and we have. At least right now, a small community. Now, how much that grows from either mandates or local choices remains to be seen. But, you know, we we still are in that unique space where, you know, we have that opportunity to be the best and to have all the people wanting to come here. It's not a bad thing to be a desirable neighborhood. You know, Um, I think we should. Really strive for that. I think. Yeah, right on. I agree. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, it,
0: it's, it's, uh, I, mean, I remember when Mayor Voss ran for mayor the first time, he was like talking about taking Poway from good to great. He was. He
1: was. Yeah. 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 And, and that's, that's what surprised me. You know, the, the comments in the what, was 2018, the last election, it was, it was, you know, it's all doom and gloom, but we can just stay the course. And I'm like, if we're going from good to great. We're not yeah. staying the course. We're moving in yeah. some direction. We need to be moving and, mm-hmm. you know, weather the storm, whatever you want to call it. But we need to go from point A to point B, and that doesn't mean just hold the rudder and keep going straight. Right. You know, that that means we may have to make some changes and, you know, need to confront those truths, I think. So I
0: agree. So um is is there gonna be uh, like some big events on your on your plan? I mean uh, there
1: there'll be a lot of events, I have a feeling. I'm yeah. gonna be meeting in neighborhoods, uh you know Good. be yeah. walking around and talking to the people. And and you know, for me I try to be at most of the council meetings if I can. Um I not I'm not on council. I can't be at all of them because it, to me I have to have all of the other responsibilities that I legitimately have right now. I'm not an elected official yet. I, I'm not going to make the time to be at every single council meeting. But I do make the time to watch them later and follow yeah, up. Yeah. You know, I, I stay informed. But,
0: but you, yeah, you'll be in fully informed. But you have an opportunity. You could actually knock on every door in your council district easily. Yes, maybe even multiple times before the election comes.
1: Oh yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, <laughs> easily the plan. That's the and, beauty of and the district. Just districts. keep walking around, and you know, I, I I don't want people to get sick of me, <laughs> but well, at, at the same time, I, I want people to understand. You know, I'm I'm the person that I. I I'm here for your interests. I'm yeah. your elected official, your representative. You know, if you want something done, and you don't think that there's a current outlet for it. I'm your guy to be that voice. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I want to be because of right now I, I've heard tons and tons of suggestions that get brought up to council, whether it be public oral, whether it be you know maybe take a look at this again and, and vote for five zero pass, move on. Yeah, it's it's almost like. When is the time for public input? Uh, I recently read a post from a council member that said Facebook is not the, the forum for um, comments and uh, public you know, discussions and debates and things like that. Okay. Uh, I can see a, a debate going awry. Facebook is definitely not changing people's minds. It shouldn't. You shouldn't right. go there for your answers to the world. Believe me. But – it is a good place to have interesting questions brought up and a good discussion, I think. I agree.
0: I yeah. I, I, as far but, as that goes, for, absolutely. For not,
1: not official business, of no, course. No, no. And, yeah. and by uh, by all yeah, means, yeah. I don't expect official comments to come yeah, via yeah. Facebook. It'd be an interesting uh, yeah. But it's okay to do
0: by tweet, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Tweets are definitely okay. Have to be okay now, right? HOTUS has it. We got to do it. I know. We're like, you know, (laughs) policy speeches are like in tweets. Yes. Um, Oh, man. But so, you know, if if that's not the place for a discussion, you know, and you go to a council meeting and you talk and then they vote on what you just talked about without even acknowledging it, like no comment on what you said. Or the comment is you should have been here at a previous meeting, which I may or may not have been at and also spoke at, you know, when when is the time and the place? You know, and, and I've I've heard, oh, well, you meet with them and or you email them in private. And it's like, OK, transparency. This goes back to that point. Mm-hmm. If I'm meeting with them in private to say, hey, I think this is a big mistake and they go, that's nice. And then we move on from there. And nothing ever gets brought up. Are people going to look at me like you never brought brought up my issue? Because I, I know people say, hey, can you talk about that? Hey, are you going to mention that? Oh, you're going to mention that? Cool. Awesome. And that's why I go to council meetings to say things. Not always, but, you know, mm-hmm. that, that is a lot of it well if i just relied on oh but i met with them and that one time and i said it
0: i think you got to do both
1: you know you have to do as much as possible and so cutting off the oh you can't discuss things on facebook oh when you're at council meetings this isn't the time because you didn't come to the first meeting or i don't know didn't talk at the first meeting i already told you the the special meetings can be a 24-hour notice and that's that's a short window to try to get a actual public comment and reasonable response in you know the the cards are stacked against having community valid community input you know and and i get it there's there's always going to be people for or against things and they have to make the decision and it's not always the popular decision or the one that you know everybody wants that's their job but if you're not even acknowledging and you're not even taking into account those things Later down the road, when we say, you know, didn't you run on term limits? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was, you know, yeah. or we say, you know, I think uh, you guys said parking wouldn't be an issue. And then we look at Oak Knoll. Uh, that wasn't this council. Yeah. But we could see that again very soon with Poway Road, you know. That's when we start going, you guys keep saying these things, but they're that's not matching the reality. So is it is it doom and gloom or are we really just saying past record is what right. we can expect yeah you know whether that's you guys or not if you're steering the ship in the same direction I'm expecting the same result right right so you know it, I, I, I can appreciate the excuse of that wasn't our council but at the same time you know that's the record that we have and if you also don't acknowledge those things and not you the council also doesn't yeah, acknowledge I know, those I know things, what you mean. yeah then you know where are we you know I I, I I think I'll try to wrap things up here my my, my biggest one my you're, biggest you're passionate I like it it's okay it's all so good the 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 outpost I was at I think every single meeting for that that they've had every single vote everything that they've talked about with regards to that and I'm pretty sure at the majority of them I said you guys need to make sure there's enough parking I mean you have residents and then you have uh, uh commercial real uh you know re- sale whatever you want to uh, retail that's what yeah. kind of it is
0: yeah all the customers and employees Some customers
1: employees is a yeah. big one um, yeah so you need to have enough parking and you know oh we got two stories underground it's wonderful parking and then we got the four teaser spots up top and okay I, when i meant enough parking what i meant was you know you i think they said one the, the standard was 1.75 for a one unit a two unit was 2.25 and I think it's 2.75 or maybe three for a three unit right mm-hmm. three bedroom or however that's divided I said make sure we have enough parking and they said yes parking huge for us we know, we know we hear you guys we've got this we're going to the developer suggested 1.25 we're not going to do that we're going to stay at 1.75 then I don't know meeting three meeting four I uh, I think we got enough parking. I think we can. Yeah, you know they've they've really justified this lower parking number. So 1.25 is fine. We we were at an agreement. Yeah. we were all on the same page. And then when we say no, don't change parking. You guys should have been here at the first meeting. We all agreed at the first <laughs> meeting. You were on our side at the first meeting. No, you know. And and you know, it's those times you're just sitting there like, ah, oh, I just want to scream or something, anything because. It was all going in a what could have been positive, community feedback, everything was wonderful. And then it just broop, turn yeah, and, yeah. and and there's no more discourse, no more inputs. We we talked about this, you should have been there and and it's like I don't I don't know where I'm living because we were there. And it's not just me. Multiple people spoke on this issue. Yeah. You had tons and tons of input and you were on that input side and then you're just poof, off to your own way and saying, "Why didn't you tell us sooner?" Sorry, it's too late now. And it's like, what? how? How did this happen? I, I don't I, get me from point where we were at C, where we all agreed, to D, where you suddenly well, took the left turn. Well,
0: what what happened is, is that they had agreement <laughs> with you uh, with the, the council and the community, and then after that agreement was established, they went and they met with the developers, and the developers wanted something different, and then they had a separate negotiation. And, and, then developers they came back, won. <laughs> and then they came back to you and say, oh, this decision's
1: already been made. That's well, what happened. Yeah, And, and you know, to me, it's I, – I definitely n- understand that process. But it's who do you represent as a, as a council person. Mm-hmm. You, you don't represent developers. This isn't a city of developers. This is a city of Poway. You represent us, our interests. We're telling you parking's a big issue. We want to see tons of parking. Well, not tons, but we want to see parking that can handle this. And you turn around and say, the developers think that we don't need uh, that much parking. And we say, hey, we don't want buildings. 45 feet is all right. I'll let it go. But pff, don't go any higher than that. 47 and a half feet. You guys don't mind that two and a half, right? OK. Um, you know, <laughs> here's something crazy. and And it's to me, this one was the most amusing thing. They said there wouldn't be no four f- uh, four story buildings in Poway, right? That, that's mm-hmm. not Poway, right? Because a lot of people complain about that one at the end of Poway Road. That's not Poway. Oh yeah, San Diego. Yeah, or that's or new sp- building, Saber Springs, yeah. or whatever you know. But the Poway Road specific plan allows for four story buildings. Right. They made a they made it, an adjustment. Point blank, it allows for them, and and people are like, oh, but the outpost is only three story it allows for four-story buildings. Actually, it probably would be four stories if they didn't have the uh, specialty-designed retail for a gym with 18-foot ceiling on, the I think, the first floor. So it could easily be that four-story yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. And so, you know, we're at three stories at 47 and a half feet, and they allow for four stories. I don't want to know how much bigger that's going to get above this limit that they already broke. That's the the rub. You made the, you know, if it's not how you're going to legislate and it's not how you're going to run things, change it. Be honest. Be upfront. 50 feet. We'll stay under 50. Fine. Done. We're all on the same page. This one's 51 feet, so it's an automatic deny, right? We're good. They need to figure it out. Good. All right. No. Not this. Ah, it's two and a half feet. We're good, right? Fifty-one, fifty-two, fifty-five. We're good, right? Fifty-six. When what is this? Well, what, what, you know, Perry Ford when they rebuilt that. What, yep. Wasn't that exceeding the, the height limit? I think it is, but that's the 30, 35 foot one. I think that goes over the thirty-five. So within the new forty-five, I think they're okay. Actually. Yeah,
0: but but there must have been a waiver mm-hmm. when they built the Pendu- Same Perry Lowe's.
1: Ford. Lowe's was way over the thirty-five, but it's yeah. a not backed sign, and you know that. Actually, their sign yeah. violates the sign so, ordinance that they put in. But they well, we can, too. you know, it's interesting because there are there are all these rules
0: um, and we can debate whether the rules are right or wrong. Mm-hmm. But there should be equality under the law.
1: Absolutely. You know, it, the, it, that's what I mean. And
0: a government should treat everyone
1: the same, not making, oh, a special exception for you. Yeah. You know, yeah. well, and, and so the, that goes to the reason when the lemonade stand law, I'm going to call it I'm going to call it that. But I want to call it. They call it the sidewalk vendor ordinance, I yep. believe. It's the lemonade stand law. It's my new thing because if you read that, you cannot have lemonade stands. They're they're not allowed, right? Obviously, council has stated they will not prosecute a lemonade stand or yeah. a cookie stand. So, not going to say that they, you know, that you're going to get fined or whatever. But under the law, you cannot have those. That is. Right. Unless you meet all the other criteria, but I don't see a Girl Scout going and getting a business license. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, where is there arbitrary? You're allowed for Girl Scouts baseball, Boy but see, Scouts. But see, this is where's is that line well, drawn?
0: What this is? Okay, this is my political opinion on this. Um, th- this this is way government uses regulations to rig markets mm-hmm. and to block competition
1: well they they this law can't affect any of the events that's outside of it, so the fairs the yeah. street market the See, but they all make of those it, are already, yeah so they
0: make exceptions for these guys, but not those guys, and that's how the market gets rigged, oh yeah yeah, you know, they make th- their friends get the pass, and everyone
1: else doesn't well and and so it, and like I said, I was thinking about this, and I said, okay. So they said in the past. We're not going to go after Girl Scouts or lemonade stands. I, I'm going to go ahead and extend that. Boy Scouts are probably okay. Um, your chocolate sales for uh, yeah for baseball, all normal things, right? Okay, candy cane lane. Christmas is coming. I mean, yeah, they, maybe a little little far <laughs> out, but it will be here before we know it. And they usually do co- cocoa for yeah. sidewalk vending. Yeah. There. And I know Garden Roads Robotics set up and sold things to fundraise. Yeah, are you gonna ban that? That's well outside of it's in a residential. It's after hours. It's yeah. It's it's well into that. Yeah. You're not allowed. Is it getting a pass? I mean, yeah. Where and that that was not just kids. That was parents helping. Yeah. So this is you know is it because their kids will not, let it go? You know, I already suggested to uh, Miss Frank said. Make a general universal exception and say, under this ordinance, minors are excluded. That that should be more or less a catch all. And then, you know, if the parents are helping, come on, yeah, yeah. be reasonable. Uh, I think that, you know, we're not going to see a 17 year old going hardcore with a hot dog stand and everything else right on Poway Road corner that we have to worry about. Heck, I have never seen. By their definition, a sidewalk vendor in here, outside of events and do stuff. We, do we have a rule on food trucks? Food trucks are outside that ordinance. So so food trucks are allowed? Allowed, yeah. That okay, are, that's, that's good. Different. I'm glad they are.
0: Yes. See, in my opinion, they should just not have any of these regulations at all. You yeah, know? Well, and, so so if, if the property owner <laughs> allows them to set up well, shop... It's because
1: it's on public property, the, the sidewalk. It's the sidewalk legislation. Yeah. So eight foot public sidewalk, whole nine yards. Yeah. But... To me, it's – we're legislating for a problem that didn't exist here. Yeah. And the amount of money that we dumped into a legislation that we're never going to enforce. It's probably
0: because other business people didn't want any riffraff in front of their store. Sure, but if they're not selling anything, they can still be in front of their store. Yeah, I know. But see, it's just a way that they can (laughs) manipulate it. That's probably what it was set up. So, again, it's just distortions. They shouldn't have a law for it in the first place, in my opinion.
1: And that's, uh, that's what I mean, you know, cleaning up things like that. I think, you know, I, and I spoke to this, you know, there's the the manipulations that side of it, which I'm going to take the lighter hearted view. Maybe they're doing it from a good perspective <laughs> <Okay. side>. somehow, <laughs> given the benefit of that. <sighs> yes. But, you know, throughout the United States, there's a number of laws on the books in various cities states that yeah. are just completely ridiculous i mean i'm not gonna go through a list i don't have it off the yeah, top th- of my, head, my but. favorite one is in in the city of carmel california you can't wear high-heeled shoes <laughs> <laughs> see, see what i mean <laughs> and i know some of them are like you know no walking your alligator after 4 p.m or something yeah, in like yeah. florida and yeah, it's yeah. Like, what? <laughs> why walking your alligator <laughs> you know and, and why after four what is this? What's yeah. going on right and so you know I have a feeling that if we keep this, we're going to be that place here. And I mean, it won't take long. I give it five, ten years. Somebody goes through the books and goes, hey, you're not allowed to have a lemonade stand in Poway. Yeah, you get you do you get this because think of how the connotations have gone. The the uh, the Internet famous, uh, you know, uh, what is it? Permit Patty or whatever for selling water or, you know, are these kids allowed to have the lemonade stand and the people calling the police on them be, for Whatever that is. If that happens in Poway, we're going to be on the map in a whole new way we don't want to be on top of what we've already dealt with. Right. And mm-hmm. and that's and happening I, in some communities. And, and we yeah. have a law that can actually be enforced by police before council says it's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. don't want that happening in Poway. That's not what we need to be known for, yeah. especially in light of recent events. It's a, it's a problem that doesn't exist. Ex- exactly. And, you know? you know, all we need is somebody to get upset about who it is that's selling rather than the what is going on. And, you know, we have that gung-ho, I don't know, I I honestly hope our police are wonderful, great community of police officers. But you need that one bad apple and suddenly yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. we're on the
1: map the- in a whole different way that I, you know, and, and that's the thing. Yeah. We have... Our, our officers, but we're not just patrolled by our officers. You know, San Diego comes through. All kinds of other um, local entities come through here. All it takes is that one time. And that's not on our payroll. But hey, it happened in Poway, and guess what? We're now dealing with in Poway. Right. So it'd be easier if it was just not there. And so I, I've suggested it. I've suggested ways it could be amended. And you know, it's it's. As far as I know, falling on deaf ears. So yeah. it's you know the the little things to me make the big difference. They always do.
0: Uh, John Wooden talks about that. It's the little things that make athletes great. Absolutely.
1: And same, and, with, same with cities. And 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 that's where our focus should be. Instead, it's these grandiose new communities. Oh, sorry, multi generational center. <laughs> uh, the the pool is so wonderful, and it is. It's fantastic. Good job. Escola Road, uh, not so great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, so you know we're having these huge ideas, and then we're kind of fumbling and dropping the ball. You know, with the Spola Road, with hopefully not an issue with the outpost. I'll we'll get back to you on that. Um, <laughs> the uh, The community center. I mean, the the amount of problems based on remember the you know the the doom and gloom they said that was cast at the last election. The doom and gloom they've said that building has. You'd think it's going to collapse on your head when you walk in the yeah. door. <laughs> So, you know, slam a door, the whole building falls down, whatever, you know. So, that could be just a money pit waiting to happen that we have to go in for. And that is our dime, absolutely our dime. You know, construction costs have an issue. We run into water, environmental, whatever. Our dime. That's not a private project. We're on the hook. So, you know, these are big things that, sure. Big risk, big reward, big impact. But it's not the big things that make us a great community. It's the little things. That's the, right. The volunteer services, the people that every day go out of their way to, you know, distribute food, uh, go around and. Um, Knock on doors for people and help people and say, "Hey, do you need help?" Give people rides, um, whatever the case may be, and that's mostly within communities. Hey, you know, I see it on next door. Hey, I need a ride to the airport. Oh, I'll give you a ride to the airport, no yeah. problem. And I'm like, really on next door? Stranger <laughs> danger from when I was a kid, but all stranger right. Stranger danger. Now it's use the internet to find a stranger. I guess. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so you know, but you know, it's it's amazing the sense of community, and you know, I get it. There's services for that, but as far as Poway goes. We go that extra mile in a lot of cases, and and it's it's a great thing to see, and we should be promoting that and doing all of the things to help the little steps, because that's what will make us. That will separate us. I don't think a community center is on the list for being number one city. Honestly, it's it's not. It's, it's stopping all the petty crime. It's. Um, a sign ordinance, which they got partly right, but a sign ordinance that's actually enforced uniformly, you know, so we don't have crazy big signs for uh, one shopping center and then everybody else is not allowed to have a sign or whatever the case may be. Equality under the law. Equality under the law. So it, it's those little steps that'll make us great, not these giant marathon leaps that they want to take, which we often stumble on, you know, and I think that doing that will get us there and keep us fiscally conservative. So, I hope <laughs> have we covered everything. Oh no, no, we can go for hours, but no,
0: that's, that's good. For, I think that's good for now. Hopefully. I think so. <laughs> this has been great. Um, I enjoyed this. I, I've gotten to know you better. Hopefully, our listeners and viewers have gotten to know you if better. They're
1: awake. You know, gotta wake them up. Okay. Right? A little
0: nudge. <laughs> um, but um, people don't generally consume a podcast all in one go. It takes many bites to eat an elephant. So. Um, so I'm sure people will work their way through this. They've got time. We got yeah. we got a year and a half before, you know, you really need to know me. So, so you do about 10 minutes a month and you, <laughs> you can work your way through it. So, okay, good. This, I enjoyed this. So I wish you great success.
1: Thank you. You know, you. I Come think on. it's
0: exciting that you're running. I think you're getting a big head start. You got some ideas. Yeah. Um, so, and, and the beauty of it all is it's coming from a genuine place. Yes. That you just want what's best for Poway. The city that you love, the city you your roots are in, um, you're
1: doing it for all the right reasons. That's uh, I'd hope so. I mean, I'd hope somebody'd be like, "Hey, uh, little loft base there." <laughs> no, no, Hi, you man. are, you <laughs> are
0: doing it for all the right reasons. So I I, I wish you well. Thank you. So thank you, thank you Chris. All right. All right.